What's going on, drinking buddies? Hey, brand new episode going to come at you in just a second here. Real quick before we get into it, you know how it is. Gotta read the words from the sponsors, the people that make this shit happen, the people that keep us in alcohol, keep this show coming to you. First and foremost, we are brought to you by our friends at Vinyl Me Please. Vinyl Me Please is the record of the month club, the best damn record of the month club. Every month, Vinyl Me Please features one album that is essential to the modern vinyl collection. Each record is exclusively pressed for Vinyl Me Please. It has features you can't get anywhere else, like bonus tracks, inserts, colored variants, and come packaged with a 12 by 12 album-inspired art print and custom cocktail pairing. What is better than that? Rad music, rad artwork, custom cocktail pairing, you can't beat it. Vinyl Me Please isn't like an old-school record club. You can cancel anytime. It's month to month, and it's fucking awesome. If you want to check out Vinyl Me Please, go to www.joinvmp.com slash ANWD. Once again, that is joinvmp.com slash ANWD. We are also brought to you this week by our friends at Ghost Tequila. Ghost Tequila is a 100% agave Blanco tequila that is ghost pepper infused. Not only is it great on the rocks as shots, it goes into Bloody Maria's, spicy margaritas. If you're not in one of the lucky states that carries ghost tequila, go to www.ghosttequila.com, buy yourself a bottle today. You will not regret it. And last, but certainly not least, we are brought to you by our friends at Laughable. Laughable is the number one comedy podcast app on iOS. Not only can you subscribe to your favorite podcast, you can subscribe to your favorite performers. They give recommendations in-app, download new episodes, and when you're done listening to them, it deletes them. It is a great app. It's 100% free. Check it out today. If you're not listening to this on Laughable, pause the podcast, download Laughable in the App Store, re-download the episode, and kick right back in. If you're an Android user, it's coming real soon. Go to laughable.com, sign up for the mailing list. The minute it's out, you will have it in hand. This week's episode is my buddy Eric D., the madman behind Meth Syndicate. For those of you who don't know, Meth Syndicate is a clothing brand based out of Los Angeles, California that does all sorts of crazy shirts. I'm sure you've seen some of his stuff. His corn wallet, his Taylor Swift shirts. It's great stuff. Me and Eric just kind of bro down and throw back some drinks on a lazy Friday afternoon and just get fucking wild. So sit back, Pop a cold one and enjoy, guys. Yeah, right. Yeah, if you want to lean back, lean back. I feel like you have to lean in for answers, right? Whatever's clever. I sit like this the whole fucking show. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it'd be more comfortable. Yeah, this is great. Right. Awesome. Cool. So what the fuck's been going on? What's up with the brand? The brand is uh, still going strong. Uh, I don't know what we talked about last time. I should have listened to the last episode. I should have too, but... Yeah. It's been over a year. There has been shit that's yeah. changed. We've, and now we've been drinking the whole the whole time. We saw each other recently, though. So it hasn't been a full year since since me and Matt have seen each other. We partied hard. What, what was it? Two, two months ago? Two months ago, yeah. Rooftop party. It was it was pretty good. I got really, uh, really juicy at that party. Yeah. The <laughs> but, ratio was horrible. Yeah. I think since since then, since the last summer, though, 
Um, I had some friends in town help me with the company. They all moved home. They didn't like L.A. They hate L.A. What's wrong with them? I don't know. Some some people don't like it. I get it. I, I go out and I'm like, man, this city is the best piece of shit in the world. You know what I'm saying? 100%. That's why I love living here. <laughs> me too. But I, I understand people that are like calm, collective people like cannot fucking hang. Fuck that. I mean, I understand if you want to get laid regularly and you're not rich or beautiful. <laughs> this town may be a little frustrating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I would imagine. Um, but luckily, I'm I'm still here doing my thing and just, I don't know, making dumb t-shirts and making jokes and just being a goof, I guess. With the awesome Instagram videos still coming regularly? Yeah, I, that's the only thing I got going for me. <laughs> no, I've been working on a lot of cool stuff lately. Um but the Instagram stories are always, it's weird. You can see now, you can see like the amount of people that view them daily. And it's always good to see that going up. That means, you know, it, I, I run the brand on the main page. And that's like whatever stupid shirts I have or merch or whatever I'm doing that day or something like that. But like, I can't punish the world with every fucking dumb idea I have. So it's great that I have the stories now. I can like, the B-sides can go up there. The, the extra shit, what I'm doing in the moment, I guess. But um. You know, when it first started, I'm like, man, people could love my merch and be like, this kid fucking sucks. And I'm sure there are people that feel that way. There's got to be. There has to be. There has to be. And there's probably a lot of them. But. Hey, as long as they keep buying the merch. Exactly. As long as people buy the merch. And as long, you know, I've seen the, the views go up and like we've get a lot more responses from people like commenting back or like, oh, we love your videos. or this made my day and all that. And I don't know. I guess I think this time last year, I was probably a bit more cynical and negative. And like, you know, you could have a hundred people tell you you're doing a good job and one person tells you you suck and you're like miserable about it. And, you know, I've, I think I've matured in the past year of just like getting used to that and being like, it's just human nature. Well, it's just human nature. And you got to remember, fuck the opinions of people you don't know. Yeah. No, I know. It's crazy, though. You're like, you know, I came out here to do this, this, this company and like, you know, we, we don't have the most followers in the world, but definitely like a decent amount. And having that going from like being with like 20 of your close hometown friends and being a fucking idiot and designing all these things and just goofing off and like your bands your friends like band that's playing a basement show is wearing your t-shirts is like the level of it pretty much and then all of a sudden you're like put in some sort of spotlight i don't like what f list celebrity i don't what the i i list instagram list. it's terrible but it's like there's all of a sudden there's all these people with opinions about you and commenting you and watching your life and it's it's takes a minute to grow that thick skin if you don't have it already yeah it takes a minute and also for me at least it takes a little effort to be on all the fucking time yeah that's it's it's funny too like a lot of people who meet me in person are like oh you're much more calm and i'm like well yeah i mean how boring would my instagram be if i was like hey what's up guys <laughs> i still struggle with that because yeah i'm a complete shit show when you get a little fuel in me sure sure well that's the point i mean I, yeah, this is going to be the beauty of this podcast is right now you're hearing my intro of me being like, oh, I'm calm and collective in real life. And by the end of it, you'll be like, no, he's a fucking mess. He's a lion sack of shit. Yeah, we both will be. <laughs> but my audience is used to that. That's why they tune in. They're yeah, like, exactly. Like, oh, it starts off mellow, mellow, mellow. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. Get to see the worst in people. I like it. I love this. I think I was telling Matt recently, I'm going to, you know, obviously people the the future will hear this in the future, but you're hearing this now i think you should go on matt's and now we drink page and comment a little bit i think you should do a youtube show i think that would be fucking hilarious if he you could physically see me get like fatter and grosser by the minute in, <laughs> in real time would be great <laughs> oh my god if we start live streaming this on youtube mm -hmm. oh 
Oof, some be, of the things that end up on the floor in post. That's uh. that's the beauty though. Like the farts, the fucking the things you didn't mean to say, the shit that gets you in trouble. Oh, dude. Well, I don't know. Just record it live and then just post it if it's that bad. <laughs> true, true. I mean, you, you have a lot of insane guests on here, though. A lot of I do, and occasionally I say sexy fucking, guests. <laughs> I say some really off color shit sometimes too. <laughs> we'll get better at it. <laughs> Well, I'm generally pretty good, but yeah. you get a couple drinks of me. Like uh, the episode that physically aired yesterday, okay. but it'll have been out for weeks by the time this airs, with the White Trash Comedy Tour. Those guys are fucking hilarious. What is, what is that? Uh, it's a four man comedy tour that's kicking off in Riverside. Mm-hmm. By the time this airs, it'll have been out for a couple weeks. Okay. But I had um, Jeremy Moonbeam Pache and Brenda Picardo on. So that's the host and the opener for the for the tour oh sick and those guys are fucking hilarious they're hey, profi- how, how many were on yesterday the two of them two of them yeah and those guys are professional comedians i am not so me trying to keep up with them sure just and it's with two of them too they're probably riffing off each other oh they're riffing so. off each other shit man yeah a couple of my jokes landed really fucking flat one of them was just like flatlined it was, yeah came out of my mouth and it was just like they both looked at me like what that doesn't even make sense I- <laughs> To be fair, in my defense, it, you were drunk. Oh yeah, so that's this, the only defense you need, really. This bottle was opened on air. Oh, and that then was your defense. It was opened on air, and then it was down to about here when I made that joke. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just bad. Like we went out for a smoke break, like in the middle of recording, and I explained to her, like, I, I get it. it's still not funny, but yeah. I get it now that you've explained it. I'm gonna go back to drinking now. Um, yeah, yeah, whatever. Oh no, it's fine. Whatever. Fuck those guys. I'm just kidding. Not at all. <laughs> I can admit I made a bad, See, tasteless this, that's joke. That's why you can't go live. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need to up my game before I can go live. Otherwise, my audience will be like, I thought he was kind of witty, but man, he's a drunk idiot. That's funny. I, so last time I was on this uh, podcast, I brought my friend James, who was, who's kind of staying with me off and on um, last summer, a friend of mine from Massachusetts. And I kind of brought him here because he's one of the funniest dudes ever for comic relief. But like a lot of my friends coming from back east or from my hometowns are like, they don't, they don't have fucking podcasts. They don't do shit like this out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, a couple of them do, sure. But, like, nothing like this. And, uh, you know, I, I brought him here. And you could see him just sitting there. And I'm like, what do you think, James? And he was like, "What the dude in the Tom Green show just held the mug. Yeah. Phil Cheroux. And he just <laughs> and nod and laugh. And I was like, you're giving me nothing, dude. You're just looking at me funny. And the minute we were off air, he's fucking hilarious. We were hanging out at your place like a night yeah. later. Dude, it, oh, man, it's like coming out here and, like, you know, I, I, basically my job is doing the merch, but like I guess a lot of it has to be based with humor and like I write some stuff for the hard times and, you know, I do a little bit of comedy writing here and there and like I, that's definitely a goal of mine. Um, but some of the funniest people I know like are way, like, are so, like some of my best friends are way funnier than I could ever be and they wouldn't even in a million years think to like pursue that. And I'm like, fuck, it's always like the, the townie fucking like actual dude that means it and he's, he's that cynical. Maybe he, he truly does not give a shit. You know, and that's where the beauty is, especially from Boston. Jesus. Oh, yeah. I had some friends back in Chicago that are hilarious. Yeah. One of the ones is one of my buddies I'm traveling with to Columbia with. And every time we're out of the country, he is just ridiculous. Yeah. When we're in Cuba, besides just being a laugh ride, he picked up some Cuban girl and then went off into Havana with her. You went to Cuba? Yeah, uh, last year. Oh, man. Oh, I, so I think I knew that. that was... Alcohol. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. So you're a cigar man. So that must have been the tits, huh? Yeah, I spent more on cigars than I did on food or housing. <laughs> on the flight. 
<laughs> on anything. I spent more on cigars, on cigars than anything, anything else. Yeah, they should, you know, Expedia should get that as a, a package deal to Cuba. It should be like flight, hotel, cigars. I have to watch out for counterfeits. But my, my boy Dave is, he is that guy. He is just a fucking laugh riot. You can't get a fucking word in that you know, is funnier than what he says. Yeah. Dude works in IT. Sits in a fucking cubicle that's, all day. That's how it goes, man. It's it's funny. Like some of the best, like comedic minds you've probably ever seen, are probably influenced by their funnier fucking hometown friend that didn't pursue it. You know, there's always that guy. There's always like the funny motherfucker. Oh, one hundred percent. And I'm sure when you were playing out in music, there were bands you played out with that were more talented than you were, and they just didn't have the drive. Oh, everyone's more talented than I am. Every yeah, no, but uh, but yeah, okay. Here's a great example. Uh, my friends back home were in a band called Certain Rare Birds. If you're listening to this, check them out. They just broke up like two months ago. It wasn't a big thing because they barely fucking played. The, the guitar player, the main songwriter, got married. He has a kid. Like, great dude, but it just was the rock and roll dream wasn't happening. But I said it from day one. I'm like, this band is like, they should be signed. They should be touring full time. And like, they didn't play outside of Massachusetts ever, ever. And it's like, they, I listened to their album. And I felt embarrassed being in a band because I was like, I'm like kind of close to as talented as you are, and I get to do all this cool shit, and like you, you know. But so it goes. That's same same thing. Hey, I I said it a bunch of times when I was managing bands. Drive will get you further than talent. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's crazy. Like even with Meth Syndicate, like you know, I gotta stand, you know, point that fucking camera at my face and like talk into a camera with confidence and be like. Wow, people! Well, there's people that love this, and there's people that hate this. But you have to, you have to push forward and just be like, you know, you got to have that energy, you got to have that drive, you got to take risks. You know, I've posted some shit that I'm like, check to see, you know, I can see who sees my stories, and like some major league comedian dudes that I like look up to, like watched me like do some dumb shit, like almost always. But you, you know, but there is a fan base there. You got to just push, push through that, and you got to have that drive because sitting around. Telling yourself you're funny in your apartment when you're not doing anything else is like not really going to do much. It's bullshit. And even when you tell yourself in a situation like that where you're like, man, this wasn't particularly funny, it probably hit with somebody. I've put out episodes that I'm not like, oh my God, I'm not in love with this episode. Yeah. You get in your own head about your art. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's every day. It's right. all you think about. <laughs> but I'm sure even on the ones where you're like, man, I was an idiot there, people have been like, that was amazing. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of, like, the overly goofy or catchphrasey like, things I've done in stories. Like, I, I did this thing last year where, like, I, was, I bought this, like, bootlegged uh, corn wallet. It's actually in my pocket right now. It's You can't see it, but uh, here. That's what it sounds like. Um, <laughs> but I bought this bootleg corn wallet, and it's, like, a complete piece of crap. And I bought it as a joke because it came with, like, a chain on it and, you know, I don't hate corn, but it was just a funny product to own. And I was at Universal Studios. I was, like, stoned off my ass last year. And this dude dressed as Beetlejuice was just, like, taking a picture with this little kid. And I screamed at him. I'm like, hey, Beetlejuice. I started filming. I'm like, check out the corn wallet and just show it to him. And he, like, puts up the devil horns and starts screaming out of nowhere. Like, instantly reacted to me showing him this wallet. And it was fucking funny as hell. So I posted it on my main page. And, like, for a minute there, like, last, like, fall... It was like for a minute, it was like, check out the corn, like every fucking thing. I oh, posted. I remember those. <laughs> yeah. And like, I'm like, I can't, I like, I, I love that you guys love this, but I'm so like afraid of like being a catchphrase guy or, or, or pigeonhole, or, you know, cornering myself. What, you want to get them done? <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy, you know, so I just like. Get uh, her done, uh, whatever. The Larry the Cable guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's, 
That guy's not even uh, a redneck. He's just a guy who plays one. Yeah, that was a character. But yeah. for fuck's sake, Dice started off as a character. True. Yeah, I, and the, you know what? With the corn wallet, too, I was like doing it in a more gnarly like surfer voice. Like, hey, dude, check out the corn wallet. Sick. Um, but I was like, yeah, it's not really my thing. I don't want to pursue that. What, like, you don't want to be the Boston surfer? No, I'm good, man. Um, but I'm always looking for just like little things to keep making, keep people entertained. You know, and once in maybe once a year, I'll be like, oh, remember the time I did the stupid thing? Here's here's a look at it again. But I, I feel like if you don't keep creating, I mean, it must be great podcast. It's always a new episode. You know, there's only so many fucking T-shirts I can post and be like, here's this one again. But I also can't make a T-shirt every day, nor because it, they're not going to be the the content I want. And, and B, I'm going to oversaturate my own fucking product. Like if I made a T-shirt every day, I'd put myself out of business because people would be over it. Right. They'll be like, <laughs> well, I, I got to think of ways to keep my mind going. So I fucking do all this dumb extra shit. I, literally, I have ADD with creativity, I guess. There's worse problems to have for sure. Yeah, like being an alcoholic. Triggered. <laughs> Triggered. <laughs> Triggered. <laughs> I am not an alcoholic. I, hey, I don't go to I, meetings. No one said he was talking about you. <laughs> Just look me right in my eyes. Like, look into my soul as you said it. Like, I'm the- <laughs> It's an audio format, and I know you guys can't was, see this. It was more of a confession, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, maybe I'm just projecting a little. Yeah, yeah. You got triggered. See, this is this is exactly like politics. I was, I was talking about myself. He got affected. I keep looking at the camera like it's on. See, it should be should be a YouTube show. <laughs> um, one of these days when I'm better at video editing. Yeah, there you go. Well, probably what I'll do at some point is get a better camera body because that camera is not exactly great for video. Okay. And teach myself how to edit a little better, mm-hmm. and just do the video as pa- like a Patreon or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My oh, man, I, I just started hanging out with this kid, Will. He has his company. If you're listening, Instagram handle is Bummer Days Co. Really cool kid. He makes a. Oh, I got a new a noise <clears throat> in my headphones. Do you hear that? Yeah. Thankfully, it's not on the track. Is that the um <laughs> the tequila bell? I wish. Like, you should have that mid episode. You force the the guest to do a shot whenever that bell goes off. Fucking man! I'll just get a sampler into the board. Be like, Bing! Yeah. Shot time. You guys can't see it, but Matt has a really nice place, and there would be so much throw up all over the place. I'm sure if he had a a bell that made you drink, but <laughs> yeah, because the guests don't drink enough on their own. I don't know. I'm not. I, I drink like a motherfucker. I don't know who else. I know. Last time you came over, like on a non party night, like me and you just. Watch Josie and the Pussycats. I got trashed. We we watched. We drank some whiskey and watched Josie and the Pussycats. It was nice. It was hilarious because I'm like, do you want to watch Josie and the Pussycats? And you're like, what? Yeah, I didn't know it was like an MTV film satire film from the 90s. I thought it was like a, I don't fucking know what it was. I thought it was just some piece of shit movie. (laughs) For the audience who's never watched Josie and the Pussycats, believe it or not, the movie is brilliant. It is good. It is good. But you got a picture of knocking on Matt's door. He opens the door wearing a Slayer shirt and hands me a bottle of whiskey and suggests we watch Josie and the Pussycats. It was a bit off-putting, but he was right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a little argument. You're like, really? Uh, really? Huh. But it was, yeah, I highly suggested it. It was fantastic. It was Archie's, right? Or yeah, it's an Archie comic. And it was, it was dark, actually. Yeah, it's super dark. Oh. It uh, has Parker Posey in it, uh, Alan Cummings, fucking, and Rachel Lee Cook looking magnifique. Yeah, the 90s definitely had some babes, man. But that's like, we grew up with that. Like, I, I think my first crush was like Alicia Silverstone. Oh. I was like, you know, probably 1994. She's like, here we go. Clueless is out. The, the Aerosmith's Get a Grip just came out. And she was in the crying video or the crazy video, whichever one. Oh, uh, I think both. 
total fucking babe, man. And Liv Tyler was in the crying video too, or yeah, she was. And I, you know, I've, I've that's made... kind of weird to put his daughter in that video. Yeah, I... <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I'm saying it. It's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, put, put it... your daughter up as a sex symbol. Uh... Hey, hey, they're just confident. They're they're sexy people and they're confident. Oh yeah, Liv Tyler. Mm-hmm. Oh, she um. Mia Tyler, uh, Stephen Tyler's other daughter, used to manage my band. Oh, really? And in Massachusetts, we used to spend a lot of time at his mansion when he was out here doing American Idol. And we would just go swimming and fucking party and whatever. And it was a blast. And Mia's, you know, Mia has a child now. She doesn't drink. Like, you know, we're all older now. Um, but that time of my life was really, really fun. But Liv stayed over one night. And uh, we were like, you know, keep it down. She's got her kid. Don't be too loud. But there's like a separate part of the the fucking mansion so they go the next day i'm like so hungover like what the fuck were we drinking back then like this is when you just drink whatever was in your your face you know you get a bottle of something gross anyways feeling like a dump the next morning and like we went up me and my buddy tony went upstairs to um sneak steal steal food out of the refrigerator <laughs> and, and uh when we get to the kitchen Liv tyler's in the like in there in her pajamas making a bagel and like we knew she was slept over, but I didn't think I was gonna walk into a room and it would just be me, my homie, and her just sitting there. And she's like, "Hey guys, okay," because she knew we were there. It's not right. like, oh, these guys are in my house. You know, she knew me as dumb friends were coming over for the night. And um, she's like, "You want a bagel?" And she cooked us a breakfast sandwich and just like was nice. I don't recall talking about anything major or anything life changing. But well, yeah, what life changing thing do you say to a beautiful woman who's like, "Here's breakfast"? I was in Lord of the Rings, and you have an Instagram. You fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. Or at least you didn't make it creepy, like, totally touched myself to you. Okay, I don't, yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't, because I didn't, I didn't jerk off to any Aerosmith music videos. Did you? <laughs> I'm trying to think if I actually did. You should see his face. <laughs> I, it's actually a serious pondery. It's like, did I? Did get a grip. That's the whole point of that album. Oh, yeah. Smacking off, milking yourself. <laughs> With the udders on the front of it? Exactly. Oh, my God. I think we just broke a code right there. Da Vinci code. Get a grip is about jerking off to your daughter. Yeah, that's fucked up, Steven. Wow. That's fucked up. I, oh, man. What a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that dude. Hey, thank you for exposing your daughter to America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Peter Jackson, thanks you. We thank you. Empire Records is a great movie. Just bought it on iTunes for five bucks. Pink is my favorite color. Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It, you know, being from Boston, I can't do it. <clears throat> I, I feel like anytime I talk about anything, Aerosmith just comes up. I love it. The bad boys. The bad boys of Boston. <laughs> I wouldn't even think of them as like the bad boys of Boston. No, I don't know why they got that nickname. Probably, I mean, back then they were partying hard. And Well, yeah, they're partying hard, but it's not like they were like, I guess they're a little controversial, but. Sure, you know what the real answer is? Boston didn't have enough fucking bands to co- compare them with. You True. Know, you know what I'm saying? If everyone's soft as shit, you're going to take the, even if the toughest ones, you know, you're going to call them the bad ones. Well, but when I think of Boston, I don't think of soft people at all. No, you're right. You're right. But there was no... So we got, like, Dennis Leary, who's, like, a rugged comedian. You got Burr. You got fucking Louie. But I, don't, I wouldn't call them Boston comedians. They're all from there, though. But Brogan's from there, too? Yeah. But they have that grit, you know? Yeah. Without... Because a lot of Boston comics, like, will tell jokes about Boston, and that will get you stuck in your location real quick. You know what I'm saying? But those dudes, like the legends, you could tell they have that Northeast grit, but they came out and brought it out. But but as far as music goes, Pixies, Cars, Aerosmith, New Kids on the Block, New Edition, 
Extreme. And New Edition's from the projects. New Edition is one of my favorite groups of all time. Candy Girl and Cool It Now are uh, bangers. And if you've never listened to them, shut off Matt's podcast right now. <laughs> Go to YouTube. <laughs> it's okay. You can pause it. You can come back. <laughs> New Edition, Candy Girl. Get out of here with that. Candy Girl. <laughs> it's so good. It is. And well, then Belle Biv DeVoe. But, but on the other, oh, Belle Biv DeVoe was just New Edition without Bobby Brown, which Bobby Brown solo. Yeah. Crushing it back then. Yeah. So Boston has some, they have some good bands, but then. Dropkick you, Murphys. Yeah. Like Dropkick Murphys is probably like their, their number one thing right now, but it's like because they're Irish and I, I'll tell you what. So I grew up uh, watching the Dropkick Murphys like turn into a band. Like I used to go see them with the original singer back in the really like 97, 98 area. And they were like on their way to just being a cool punk band. And then when that dude left and they got Al Bar from the Bruisers to take over and they did like the shipping up to Boston song, they're like full blood rock stars now. Oh yeah. And and I see I've seen them so many times. Every St. Patrick's Day in Boston they play. It's always a shit show. Everyone's fucking Irish for the day, getting wasted, you know what I'm saying? But when I moved to LA, you know, so we know those cats. And when we moved to LA, they played the Palladium right down the, <clears throat> the area. <laughs> and um and I was like, dude, there's no way they get that reaction in California. Like, no one out here, like, Southern California is going to get all fucking Irish and drunk for a day. Dude, they sold that motherfucker out, dude. It was wild as fuck, dude. Like, people just act like shit to go see that band. I love it. <laughs> Doesn't matter where you are. The minute Scorsese puts it in a fucking movie. That's true, you've too. You've made it. Yeah, man. Oh, fuck, man. That's so funny. No one's ever going to. You, this is supposed to break information, right? I was in a band with one of the Murphys dudes years, oh, really? years ago, and they bought him out of that song before they, they they got rid of him, and he ended up with a lump sum of money that isn't impressive, and they, they went on to become fucking millionaires, dude. Oh, that dude's got to be kicking himself. You have no idea. Oh, I, I have an idea. <laughs> yeah, and I was in a band with that guy for, for quite some time. Oh. Got to talk about that one off air. Sorry. <laughs> All good. But- <laughs> Hey, I'm just happy your bandmate didn't kill himself over it. He's mentally, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> to think like, yeah. I'm never going to have a hit like that. And I'm not going to see a fucking dime from I, it. I will tell you what, though. The guy fucking lives and breathes rock and roll. And he kept pushing, man. He's, he, he went on to do some more bands that kicked ass. But they didn't have major success. But like he, he fucking... I don't think he'd want to be... I think he'd want to be in that band now because of the money. But I don't... The music they're making now... I don't think you'd give a shit about it at all. They had some old good rock tunes, but... I don't know. Everyone's all well and good being poor until they're not. Yeah, yeah, who knows? Fucking Dropkick Murphys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, wait, so me and, me and my girlfriend Rebecca were, were backstage at that Dropkick Murphys show fucking stealing all their beers because they just have like Bud Lights everywhere and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to drink this piss. And like, I'm not realizing like all those... Dudes and all their friends are like in their fifties now, and they're all sober and like going to AA meetings, and like we're, me and Rebecca are like fucking running around like mad madmen, drinking all their beers. And I remember at one point, uh, I ended up in a fucking in a bathroom line, just like waiting to piss, and like Tim Armstrong from Rancid was in front of me. He's like, <laughs> I was wearing this like spiked out jacket. He's like, "Yeah, like your style," something like that. And I like he's very much sober these days i know for a fact he is and i like i like put my beer behind my like leg and stood there I was like hey nice to meet you Tim Armstrong. i'm totally not fucking hammered right now like trying to compose myself out of respect i mean i love rancid but yeah a lot of a lot of aa going on in the punk rock scene these days 
God bless him. I'll be there someday. I'm just 33 right now, so I'll give nah. myself, get myself a couple years. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. There's no reason to do that. No, no, no. We're good. We're good. I'm only on my second beer. How, right. how, how far in are we? 25 minutes. Fuck. <laughs> You're going to say an hour. See? No. Wow, the show's going slow for you? <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> Whenever you want to pause for another one. Oh, no, we're good. We're good. I, I, I kept one on deck, guys, so I wouldn't have to get up and... Yeah, but John Deck batter's already batting. Uh, he is. He is. He's. It's. He's on second right now. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> All good. Yeah. Whatever you want, because yeah. I'm gonna need more whiskey in a few. Oh, if you want to do it right now, let's handle it together. Uh, I got. A, I got a little bit left. All right. All right. Cool. But you've been going to a lot of fucking rad shows. I saw you at Allison Chains. Yeah. This, or went to Allison Chains. I didn't go. Yeah. This summer has been um, crazy with the shows. I'm trying to. See, now I'm thinking back. This summer was a, like, kind of a blur. It went by like super fast. That happens when you're old. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, especially, I mean, I've been out of school for 15 years, but the summer means less, A, when you're, when you're out of school, and then B, when you work for yourself, it doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter. You sit in your goddamn apartment anyways. Right. So I'm like, oh, June, that's cool. Now I'm like, holy shit, it's, it's September. But um, yeah, so this year started off with Mastodon and Primus. At the Greek Theater, and those dudes are awesome to us. Got a little too juicy at that show. I remember going home a little legless from that one. But um, yeah, they they they're very uh, respectful, awesome group. Uh, I met Les Claypool, which is like you know, little kid me did not think that would ever happen. That's gotta be a little surreal. It was fucked. It was just like it, I'm like <laughs> fucking backstage at Mastodon, talking to the dudes, and then I look over and fucking one of the dudes from Jackass is next to me. Then. You know, Brent is talking to Les Claypool. I'm like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. And I look to the right, it's Colin Hanks. Fucking Tom Hanks' kid just there, just hanging out backstage. I'm like, what a weird group. It turns out Colin did the Eagles of Death Metal movie, and he's like a rock and roll fan. Nice. So, so, he's, so, so he fucks with those dudes. So he wasn't just playing a character in Jumanji. No, 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 exactly. But, but I was like, you know, you don't expect to turn around and see fucking Colin Hanks at a metal show. It's funny. Also, don't expect to see Colin Hanks looking so old. Yeah, yeah. You also don't expect to see Colin Hanks. Period. This is true. <laughs> this is true. But uh, yeah, after that, Converge was in town with um with Neurosis at the Fonda, which was, I was supposed to go to that show. Oh, it was it was a banger, dude. Um, the, I love the Fonda Theater. I really do. Me too. I love that's in the neighborhood. Yeah, it's very close by. You can you can crawl home. Um, Andrew WK was there two nights ago, and for the like, it was like a dying point in my youth. I used to go every single time, and I was like, I made the the decision that it wasn't a good idea to go because I was gonna get reckless, and I stayed home, and I'm already fucking kicking myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was stuck out doing some other shit that night. Otherwise, I was gonna go that. Mm. Suicide Silence played a couple like a week or two ago. Oh, that band Attila, huh? Yeah, I. They're interesting. <laughs> I should have gone to that show. <laughs> yeah. It was one of those things like I didn't buy tickets and I didn't want to be that dude who texts the band the night of the show be like, "Hey man." Uh yeah, I I fucking I I uh I have to do that here and there, but I know the feeling of like being like, "Fuck, man." Like just I I like these days I just like try to text like the homies like way ahead of time, but the day I, sometimes you got to do it. But I try to I see I have a I have a merch company though. So I sweeten the pot. I'm like, "Oh, by the way, I got some shirts for you, dog." Yeah. yeah, where I'm the polar opposite. Like they know if I'm backstage, and be like, "So when are you coming on the show again?" <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I, so I, I can use the the last minute 
to uh, to barter a bit and be like, oh yeah, sorry I didn't hit you up earlier. Uh. <laughs> well, I told I told Dan Kenny I was going to come out like a month and a half ago when they, they announced the tour. Is that the Suicide Silence? Yeah, it's the basis. I, I know I know Alex. Yeah, Alex is in the band. The drummer. Um, Dan Kenny's my dog. Actually, if you go way back in the Wayback Machine, he's like episode fifteen. Oh no, shit! Funny, cool. Yeah, uh, I met Alex when I moved out to LA actually, and uh, he has our like Taylor Swift shirt or something like that. But we ended up getting a drink one night, and he was a fucking really nice dude. All those dudes are really cool. Yeah, I, I, I that band was. I know they have a new singer now. I haven't heard. Eddie's much. awesome too. I haven't heard much of it, but um, yeah, they were they were. I remember them being fucking huge. <laughs> They're still pretty fucking big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry, I phrased that wrong. I don't remember them being huge. I, I remember. Okay, uh, so I was in a metal, like a metal core-ish band back in the day, and I remember definitely they were one of the, the groundbreaking ones is what I'm saying. I just, I'm just not connected to music anymore like I used to be. No, I feel you there. Mm. One of the first times I hung out with Dan, uh, I met him because he was dating a performer friend of mine, and literally I came into town one night, and she's like, I got to shoot Babysit My Boyfriend. <laughs> like, it sounds sounds like my girlfriend like really do i oh, okay she's like he's into mma and metal you guys will get along fine uh-huh. like sure didn't tell me who he was at all oh funny so i roll over to her place did you know the band prior to this nope okay so you know me and dan hit it off like dan's my dog he's an awesome dude sure and i'm just kind of like bullshit bullshit like you know, i have a small music background nothing major nothing like them yeah and he's just like, yeah, when you play for more than 50,000 people, it just all looks the same. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's when you, like, sneak out your phone and start low-key Googling names and, like, things. Well, once you told me what band he was in, I'm like, I knew, <clears throat> oh, you heard I knew of them. I okay. didn't know their music, but I'm like, sure. I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've stepped foot in a Hot Topic. Okay. I, I grew up uh, with this band, Unbroken Wings, and they, they definitely knew those dudes uh, back then when they were, like, killing it, you know, like... Uh, there was like that era, I think like 2009, 8, 9, 10, maybe. They had like the Bring Me the Horizons and the Suicide Silences, and there was like, that was like the shit. Oh, yeah. That was like the number one shit, you know? Crazy. I'm, I, it's wild to see how much heavy music has progressed and become ma- n- not mainstream, but like pretty mainstream. <laughs> it's like everyone knows about it at least, you know? Like, well, it's it's a weird state of affairs. Like when you have Kardashians wearing Slayer shirts. Yeah, yeah. I, I see. That's that's weird though, because like we're old now. I'm 33, so all the t-shirts I had growing up. You're wearing a Megadeth shirt right now. I'm wearing a Jarfly shirt. Allison Chain Jarfly shirt. Here's a great example. Actually, these are both albums from the 90s. They are. It's, it's, <laughs> we're pro- we're just showing our age. <laughs> but um, someone came into my girlfriend's work the other day. She's a bartender. Uh, this guy comes in wearing a Bathory shirt, and she's like, "Oh my god, like fucking." That shirt's wild dog, like Bathory. He's like a younger, like rap looking kid. And he's like, Oh, I don't know what it is. I just like this graphic. And that's kind of going on right now. Like you got the the stores down on Melrose Ave, like round two and all those vintage like secondhand stores. You know, selling shirts between eighty and three hundred dollars of of Megadeth and shit like that. And all these rap kids with money are buying them because they look fucking dope. There's no question that rock shirts look the coolest. Damn right. That's why I own a merch company is because I'm still a little kid who just wants to wear fucking cool looking t-shirts, really. But now these kids are finding all these dope fucking designs and they don't give a fuck what it is. They're wearing it because it looks cool, which is a bit odd, but I'm not, whatever. <laughs> well, uh, I think it was the Hard Times who did an article of, like uh, Slayer and Metallica streetwear. Oh yeah, most likely. Yeah, they did articles like Hot new streetwear has actually been around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same same bullshit. Oh, man. Metallica did a uh, Urban Outfitters 
uh, re- collab or like release. And uh, they put out like six products with Urban Outfitters. I think Slayer did it 1.2. Yeah. I mean, I guess at that point, <clears throat> your merch. Okay, so you're Slayer Metallica. Your merch, go to the streets of Mexico or downtown LA. Your merch is being bootlegged on every fucking corner. Like, you're one of those bands that's so iconic and your logo's so iconic, it's going to be bootlegged onto a t shirt forever. No one's trying to bootleg a fucking like a candle box shirt because you know it just wasn't iconic there's nothing about it so i guess at that point if you're like man i make most of my money touring these days and merchandise from sales on the road but if all these motherfuckers are gonna just steal my shit i might as well license it to a few companies that are just gonna who knows slayer's ending too so are are they dead they're extended their last world tour for another year (laughs) get the fuck out yeah they extended it into 2019 that's so good. Well, it gives me a chance to not flake, I guess. Oh, I didn't go to the fucking... It was a forum or was no, it San it was, Diego? Or... It was somewhere like out in the sticks. It was some arena Irvine show. Irvine or something. Yeah, something like that. Irvine. I hate arena shows. Yeah, they suck. And I've seen Slayer a ton of fucking times. Same here. I love them to death, obviously. But for fuck's sake, it's like, I'm going to spend a hundred something dollars to be in nosebleeds. Yeah, without even Dave and Jeff. Yeah. Just Tom and uh, Carrie. Yeah, I, I like Slexidus. What's that? Well, it's half Exodus, half Slayer. It's... Oh, 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 <laughs> der, der. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, of course, the songs are there. It's going to sound the same, but it, it's funny. Like, Well, Gary Holt's a fucking shredder, too. Yeah. He's not quite Han- the writer that Hanneman is, but he fucking shreds. Yeah, I don't see. I'm not. I haven't heard too much of the. Have they they've put out new albums since then? Yeah, a couple. Really? Fuck, man. I, I'm like, I just listen to old shit, I think. I, yeah, I mostly do, too. So you know what? God Hates Us All is n- a new Slayer album to me. <laughs> it is. That's 2001. That's 17 years ago. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know, right? I mean, I still have a Divine Intervention shirt in my room. Yeah. so <clears throat> it's weird to think about. Like, I remember that day. Com- I mean, we all remember the day that came out. <laughs> came out on September 11th. Yeah. <laughs> 2001. God Hates Us All. But, um. But I remember that album banged. Like the, f- the first song right off the bat is like the heaviest thing I've ever heard. I'm still in love with the older albums. I'm still in love with Seasons. Of course. I mean, those are always going to be the best. And the fact that they're on Def Jam is cool to me. Like Rick Rubin Rick produced, Rubin produced them. Woo! Crazy. Do you think Rick Rubin produced a Metallica album too? Dude. Oh, man. Rick Rubin's the shit. I just met this dude named Mikey Mike out here in L.A. He had, there was all these billboards in Los Angeles. It was like, this man owes $1.3 million in child support. Yeah, I saw those. What yeah, the fuck are those about? Exactly. So I saw them too. And then uh, I don't know how I got in touch with this dude, but. You called the number? No, I think I, I think I found him on Instagram or he found me and we <clears throat> we started talking. And he's like, I love your shit. And I'm like, I fucking love whatever you're doing. Is genius, dog. Turns out he's like, a, he's this rapper, like low key, like, like kind of Southern twang, like he's chill like it's not aggressive it's not soundcloud it's not mumble it's like he writes like chill groovy songs and um we got to talking for a while we made plans to hang out a couple times it never happened and uh and finally we we met up and i went went out to one of his gigs and he's the man and he's like signed a a major label now and his rick rubin just produced his fucking new single and like all the shit from this like this random billboard guy man he's killing it so where it's mikey mike where's mikey mike i don't know what his instagram handle is but if Whenever that comes out, check it out. He's uh, he just dropped the song, and it it's on the radio now, like on KTLA and shit. It's crazy. That's fucking awesome. LA's see, that's why LA's dope, man. Right, meet a motherfucker, and then he's on the radio. I know. Believe me, it, it, 
this when my friends back in the Midwest are like, why do you live in LA? I'm like, you don't understand entertainment here. You yeah. just don't. You just be in a bar and be like, oh, hey, fucking, you do something awesome, and then they really blow up and like I met that dude in a bar like a year ago. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, uh, the audience has heard that heard it before, but the way fucking Dino from Fear Factory ended up on this show is I ran into him at a show. Oh yeah, I remember that happening. You like were like, dude's coming on the podcast. I'm like, shit. Hell, I just went out for his birthday party last week. <laughs> really? Yeah, dude. Fuck, man. I, I I do merch for this. I probably talked about it last last year with the goddamn comedy jam, which uh, ended up getting it. So I ended up getting a, a it's a was a monthly show that my friend Josh Adam Myers does, uh, where bands like play with comedians and they do music and comedy, and it's fucking really awesome. It's like like one of the best times in L.A. But they ended up getting a show on Comedy Central. They got a special on Comedy Central. Um, and nowadays, they don't do it too much. It, they do it like live, like every four months. But the reason we met is I, I went to one of their gigs, and I was wearing a Taylor Swift shirt, and the, the one Mess Syndicate makes, and the singer was like, I love that shirt. I'm like, I like your show. And that was it. That was it. And then the next morning, I'm like sitting in my fucking underwear. I'm like, ah, I should go get coffee, kick off the day. Kind of second-guess myself. And I'm like, yeah, just go, just go. By chance, man. Go out to Starbucks, order a fucking coffee, reach for the coffee, and a hand like goes in at the same time. I look over. It's the lead singer of that, that group, Josh. He's like, oh, my God, it's the T-shirt guy. <laughs> and I'm like, it's fucking uh, comic, comic guy. <laughs> comic guy, you know? And uh, he's like, listen. He's like, this is, my, this is my impression of him. Listen, man. He's like, uh, <laughs> well, I want to get some T-shirts made for the, the comedy jam. Like, how do we do this? And I'm like, and we sat down and had a coffee together, took each other's numbers. And this is 2015. And full on, I haven't fucking missed one in, in three years. We've all become super tight. I've watched them grow. I've watched, I've met every fucking comedian I've ever dreamed of even like seeing personally it's that's nuts man but that's la man like all of that because you know i sooner or later i would have met these people i think but not without that initial fucking sit down i don't think and same same thing with dino it's like yeah it's just how it happens that's not gonna happen in in iowa it's not gonna even happen in chicago <laughs> hey, for real for real yeah chicago it might happen in new york if you're yeah. lucky yeah people are like oh you would like you know, I've been doing pretty well, like, as far as just leaving town and coming to L.A. Like, you know, a lot of people are like, how does this shit happen? Like, you meet all these people, all this shit, crazy shit. And I'm like, it's the city. It, it's if, the city. If you want it, man. Yeah. Don't what? be a douchebag. And it's the city. Yeah, definitely don't be a fucking douchebag. Because uh, everyone here is, is looking for something. So, like, people automatically be like, what's this motherfucker want from me before they will open up? I have, I have like, comedian friends that, like, for the first Probably three years. I mean, I've only been here for four years. <laughs> for like two and a half, three years, we're kind of just like a bit ice cold to me. And it wasn't personal. But after time, like, oh, this kid doesn't want anything from us. He's genuinely just like he's helping us out and doing his, his thing, you know. And now we're, we're homies or whatever. But everyone's got their guard up here. They got to, though, because people use each other out here. Too. 100%. So. Believe me, I've ran a foul of that. I've definitely like met some people and be like, dude, do my show. Mm. And if you don't know me, it's like, oh, this, this kid's just trying to use me to... Sure. Like, no, you don't understand. My show's pretty much just a hang. I really just want to get drunk with you on my... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a great excuse to hang out with people. Like, no, I met Bert Kreischer. I dragged him on my show at the LA Podfest. Mm -hmm. We hit it off. I'm like, Bert, come do the show. And I totally get kind of getting the brush off. Yeah. I'm bummed about it. I you know, I hit him up twice. He didn't get back to me. I'm like, I that's how it is. No big deal. Like, no no hard feelings. Sure. Sure. It, but there's also, like, you know, I've I've had people when I was, like, doing my thing that I hit up that were, like, 
totally ignored and then you know you're around for a few more years and you you know you build that foundation you grow your shit more and then that's when they're like yeah as i said no hard feelings sure yeah 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 you, you know how it is and that dude's he's getting hit up right now he just put out a special he's fucking oh i haven't hit him up in eight months <laughs> oh, oh yeah 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 he um you know i <clears throat> there's uh i mean if you're there's a thing called the h3h3 podcast and I, I think these guys are fucking hilarious they're awesome they just did kill tony right yeah, I was there. I was actually there. Was, I know you're like, I got something I got to do, and I've got to reschedule the podcast. <laughs> yeah, and then oh, yeah. I see your story. You're like, you should have just invited me to kill Tony. Oh, Dick. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> I always forget your comedy too, I, dude. I um, yeah. But so I I met those guys uh, a while ago, and I was fucking wasted. And I it, like, they were super nice, and like the dude followed me back or whatever, and like you know I was like, oh, I just all this shit, and he was super cool for how fucked up I was. But one of those mornings, I was like, oh, man, I think I was a little bit much. Uh, so I went and talked to them again at Kill Tony and just like, you know, they're still like nice. And, you know, we have mutual friends there. So like we're talking to some comedians that they're with. And it was a very comfortable situation. But at the other end, I'm like, they definitely still aren't trying to fuck with me that hard. But no hard feelings because they're like on some major league shit right now. Exactly. So why the fuck are they? What the fuck does this stupid kid Eric who's wearing a pair of face-off shoes have to offer to someone who's fucking killing it? You know what I'm saying? So you just give shit time and things things do work out though. And li- even little connections like you are on Bert's radar now. I don't lose any fucking sleep over it. Yeah. That, it's just my policy has been like, I'll ask you twice. Sure. I'm like, you don't count because we're actually friends, so I'll harass you. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. <laughs> it, that, yeah. It's totally different because uh, I'll, I'll be fucking... Me, me and Matt are, live very close to each other. <laughs> yeah, like the first part you came over, you're like, I gotta go take a shit. I'm like, oh, the bathroom says there's... You're like, no, I'm gonna go home and yeah, take yeah, a shit. Yeah, we're, so it's it's easy to bug me because I'm probably being lazy at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, you're being lazy. And like, we're legitimately friends. We hang out away from doing entertainment yeah, bullshit. Yeah. So it's like, I have no... I have no problem harassing you about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We probably drank less on the, and now we drink podcasts than we do in in real life. Not recording, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, but like when I meet someone like Bert or some of the other comics, it's like I'll ask twice. First time, I you're a busy motherfucker. You're famous. I get it. Sure. Second time, it's like you're not interested in doing the show. Cool. You're famous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, that's a good that's a good rule of thumb because three gets punishing. You know, three you get to be like, oh, it might be this guy might. Because I, God knows, dude, like I get a lot of DMs and shit like that. I cannot answer just because it's just like general questions. And I, I do have to run a business at the end of the day. But you could, like, I could, like, if someone sent me three messages of the same shit unanswered, I would probably be like, fuck them. You know, <laughs> like, it's okay. like, I think at three, you're like, you don't get it. But like, after two, and then, or maybe you wait a while after two and you get one more, you'll be like, oh, this dude already hit me up. Like, now I'm in the mood to do it. The way I did it was hit part up. Right after we met, because we had talked about it and like tried to plan it out, he didn't get back to me. I didn't hit him up for a while. I ran into him at the store in person. Yeah, talked to him for a few. I'm like, "Hey, were you still doing the show?" He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you got my number. Text me." So I texted him the next day. No response. I'm like, "Okay, cool, whatever." Huh. That's that. It's been eight months. Maybe he's on a I, oh, man. No, uh, he's on a tear right now. I'm not gonna try to get him while he's on promoting his special. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's like a bit nutty. But uh, that guy's really nice. My my brother-in-law loves that guy. And- oh, Bert's fucking rad. Like, the fact that he sat down and did the show at LA Podfest when he didn't have to, yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even giving me that 15 minutes to sit and bullshit, told me a story he hasn't told anywhere else. That's great. I mean, Yeah, that's- I appreciate the fuck out of that. You know, I'm super bummed that he was doing it during the Silver October last year. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm sitting here just fucking drinking in front of him like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just fuck. Speaking of that, beer break. Beer break. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, we're back from alcohol hey. break. Yeah. I don't even really remember what we were talking about because we kept talking off air for a few. I'm drinking ghost beers. <laughs> Brought to you by ghost beers. Oh, God. The sponsor's going to love that. I mean, tequila, right? Yeah. That's it. I'm drinking a 12-ounce can of ghost tequila. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine 12-ounce cans of tequila. Someone's eyes. I bet someone wants that. There's got to be a guy out there who's like, I would definitely want that. I would drink twelve ounce cans of like pre-canned like tequila cocktails, like a like a, a margarita, like a can of margarita. Yeah, yeah, that exists already. Does it? No, you need like like hobo can, like like a you you have you seen buzz balls out here? No, we what the hell's we, a buzz ball? I didn't have those baggies, but there's a there's at the liquor store here. There's a thing called buzz balls, and there's these little malt liquor, like you know maybe. Tw- 20% hard alcohol. Oh, yeah, those things. Those things. He's on Google right now. Uh, yeah. I So I initially was like, I need to buy that because I don't have it back home. I need to try it. It tastes like the plastic it comes in, dude. It tastes like liquid plastic, like dyed liquid plastic. It's fucking disgusting. <laughs> you know what else is disgusting that I recently saw as a thing? Fruit-flavored steel reserve. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, dude, malt li- how, how, what's your stance on malt liquor in general? Well... What depending on what year you're asking me? Yeah, okay, yeah. See, yeah, early twenties. Yeah, it's the shit, right? Oh yeah, still reserve was. Uh, oh, it's the high gravity, right? Eight yeah. percent. Fucking dude, that like malt liquor. Like thinking about the amount I used to drink back in the day, like it made me like feel like I was on drugs and drinking at the same time. Like it l- left a layer of filth feeling on my body. That shit's so hardcore. Yeah, look at that shit. No. What? Hold on, I'm getting off the mic for a second to read these uh, flavors. Yeah, they're Black- blackberry, spice- white punch, blue raz, watermelon, and hard pineapple. And what's the what's the alcohol content on this? Eight percent still. Still, see, this is like I mean, this is just like Four Loco Junior at that point. Yeah, but it's still reserved, so I feel like it's going to be worse. Uh, should we go get one and come back? <laughs> <laughs> go to the store. Oh, yeah, because the place on the corner probably fucking has it. Hey, Steel Reserve, if you hear this, fucking sponsor this podcast. Maybe next time we will. You bitch. <laughs> uh, after we talk shit about, oh, God, this is going to be horrible. It's, it's, as, as I start pandering. Do you think people bought Four loco because it tastes good? Fucking get out of here with that, dude. I never drank one. Never drank one. You never one. did. No. They're terrible. And that Snoop Dogg came out with a Colt 45 one called, like, Stallion Juice or something, <laughs> something crazy, dude. A horse ejaculated into a bottle? That's what I think of one of the stallion juice. You've seen how big their fucking dicks are, dude. That could fill a 12-ouncer, no problem. A 16-ouncer. Probably. (laughs) Speaking of which, have you seen the Bad Dragon Horse Cock Toys? Bad Dragon Horse Cock Toys? I don't even know what that sentence is. So Bad Dragon is a... Do you sure you want to Google that? It's my computer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you do a lot of porny porny things. You already have fucking Horse Cock uh, Googled in there. Yeah. (laughs) But they make a... Bad Dragon is a sex toy company that makes really weird sex toys. Like, Oh, like if you want to get fucked by an alien, right? Yeah, no, they make the ones that lay eggs. What lays eggs? Like the sex toy lays eggs inside you. What do you mean? Oh, yeah. What, how, how's a sex toy lay? Like, you, do, do, do I have to watch a video of this right now? Fuck, I am curious. So Eric's eyes are going wide at the moment. All right, so you put an alien cock in your vagina. And it lays a silicone egg. Do you have to squeeze it to push it out, or does it have a robotic... I think you have to squeeze. Yeah. I'm not that impressed. 
And then what? You just it's just up in that bitch, huh? And then you, you know, have you lay one? You lay an egg. The future, huh? How, I wonder how the sales are on that. Should I stop making T-shirts? Am I, <laughs> am I weird sex toys? Am I ruining my life? Oh shit! I don't know if this will end up on the track or not. All right, we're we're watching the video right now. Oh, this is okay. This is YouTube, so I'm not going to see a. Uh, not going to see any penetration. Okay, but this guy's holding about a 12-inch floppy dong, yep. an alien dick. With a hole in the bottom. A hole on the bottom. Oh, so you can push it through manually. I don't know. I don't know how this is going to go. Looks like the worst finger bang ever. Yeah, right now he's shoving his fingers down this dildo's dick hole to get an egg out of it. That's slimy. This guy's. Why don't they have a lady do it? This guy doesn't know what he's doing. This guy doesn't know how to lay a dick egg into himself. Oh, he's, he's loading it with an egg. Yeah, look how slimy the fucking egg is. Dude. It looks like a uh, like a boba tea ball shaped like an egg. We're gonna just mute that because there's not like any fucking audio happening. Oh, yeah. This, yeah, a guy moaning while he does it. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, I'll put the egg in my dick. Yeah, but did you see? Oh, I got an egg dick, and I'm gonna lay it in you. <laughs> I don't know who this is appealing for for anyone. See, you think making the mold of that would cost uh, like a good amount of money? So like they had to make their money back at least. Oh, right? Bad Dragon charges like a hundred dollars plus for these toys. <sighs> Bad Dragon? Yeah. It's a fucking dumb name. But this is coming from a guy who owns a company called Meth Syndicate, so I can't say anything. But an egg-laying dick dildo. Yeah, just whoop. Dicks don't lay eggs in any species, right? I don't <laughs> Males so. don't. Males don't lay eggs in any species. I'm, I don't fucking know. Am I going to get in trouble for saying that? I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> Man, what a toy. Everyone go to baddragon.com and check out the dick dildo that lays fucking boba tea eggs so some seahorses the males lay eggs really yeah see fucking i don't even know what i'm talking about the world's crazy when people tell me aliens don't exist i'm like watch a deep sea movie and tell me like it's impossible right they look crazy everything everything is crazy i don't know why people are like that's eh, impossible hey if we weren't used to like what we look like we're crazy too i know everything is it's nuts people get people get too fucking comfortable with everything way too quickly man i've oh man I, i've thought this plenty of times like if you just look at the male body objectively i don't understand how females are into us no it sucks dude that's why half of them go lesbian halfway through <laughs> or they're bi at least i'm not gonna get in trouble for that because i'm right you get most of you ladies are bi if you're not, you're at least curious. If you if you hate me for that, you probably wouldn't like my company anyway. So whatever. <laughs> but yeah, just <laughs> occasionally I'll step out of the shower in the morning and be like, women? "Why? Why do women fuck me?" But we're we're also overweight pieces of alcoholic shit. So maybe like we're not the ones to to have this conversation. I don't know because maybe there is male bodies that for some people are. We're not gonna look at fucking Ken and Barbie dolls and be like. Ken sculpted and looks fly. We're still going to be like, hey, he looks like a dangly fucking... Right, he's still got a fucking cock you know, that just kind of dangles. And balls are weird. Right. Yeah. But some women might be like, oh, like, you know, there's girls out there that are like, balls bitches. Like, there's like, ball sluts. That's so fucking funny to me. <laughs> but even if you look at the female form, like, objectively, it's definitely better than ours. Sure. But it's still like, okay, we got mounds of fat. Sure, yeah, yeah, like if an alien saw a woman or even a fucking seahorse saw a, a human woman, they'd be like, God, what's you, that? Where's, like your, you, where's you, your snout and your dick eggs? Right, where do you, where do you <laughs> procreate with that? Like, what? Yeah. True, man, weird. You know, our biology is just like, no, 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 no. 
that's I, I want to fuck that. Yeah, crazy. Like monkeys look at us and like fucking ugly motherfucker. Like they have so little hair. Yeah, and right. We're not ripped like chimpanzees. Yeah. Have you ever seen a hairless chimp? No. I, oh, fucking Rogan talked about this recently. But oh, come on, Joe Rogan. Was he like, I'm going to shoot it, need it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. But hey, I want to try hairless chimp meat. <laughs> but seriously, like hairless chimps are fucking jacked. They look like bodybuilders. Yeah, of course they do, man. That's why they can rip your face off. I couldn't. I could rip your beard here out. I couldn't rip your face apart, dude. Um, yeah, I wonder. If, yeah, if wonder if monkeys look at us like hairless pets, like little weird looking gremlin. People. Look at this motherfucker, dude. He could kick the shit out of me. He could kick the shit out of everyone. Right. He just kill us. <laughs> just look dead, dude. Monkeys. I, I guess that I was gonna say. Maybe we'll uprise in Bono Mike. This has been a franchise about that for fucking 60 years. Yeah, that franchise is much older than ours, <laughs> than our lives. Imagine if monkeys took over. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg would save the day, though. You know he would. Uh, or Charlton Heston, whatever you want. Well, Charlton's dead. Still, You can still save the day. You don't know. They'll just digitize him. He's fucking laying, he's laying eggs in the bottom of the ocean right now waiting. We don't know. I don't know, man. That's... <laughs> It's it's crazy. Like they could just bring Charlton back. They can digitize anyone now. Pretty soon we won't need actors. They'll just be like, "We got your image. We'll just use you." Yeah. There's. Oh man, there was going to be like a another hologram thing. Oh, there is a hologram coming up for Roy Orbison, downtown or somewhere in L.A. A Wiltern maybe. Fucking, he's back, baby. <laughs> Roy, Roy's back, baby. Like straight up, like Tupac Coachella style. That's so weird. I know, but who's going to see that? Like a bunch of. Old, I, I love Roy Orbison. I'm no denying, and people in LA love music, and they would go. I know it would sell out. It'd be crazy, but like, you gotta think of the demographic of like, who's going to actually see because it. it's not at a festival. It's a, its own show. Who opens for Hologram Roy Orbison? Uh, <laughs> dude, Hologram and Oats when they die would be a good fucking uh, show. But uh, Dead uh, Buddy Holly, who anything anyone. Just have the Traveling Wilburys. Who's still alive from the Traveling Wilburys still? I mean, I could find so, out. Hold on, hold on. I want to do this on my own. Don't go. George Harrison's dead. Roy Orbison's dead. Tom Petty just died. So Jeff, Jeff from ELO should get a hologram three like of all those dudes and do a Traveling Wilburys reunion before he dies. Because if he dies, then we're just going to have to hologram his ass, too. Do you know what hologram we should do? The, what is that? The Everyone who died on the day the music died. Richie Valens, the big popper. Yeah, I would see. That would be great. And at the end, they have a big... Plane, plane explosion, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's a hologram plane. Relax, no one got hurt. Um, Not we, this time. We, oh, dude. Speaking of this, this is actually funny. My friend Cameron was here from Australia recently, and down the street on Hollywood Boulevard, there is a hologram show. Do you know about this? No, there is. If you go down, it used to be an old theater. It's like a hologram show near, um, maybe near Jameson's across the street from that area, and it's a Billy Holiday show, which is like a female singer from the. 40s and 50s or whatever i don't really know but mac the knife and yeah she's like you go in and you watch billy holiday and whatever let me pick up the story we walk by one day and there's a sign that's like now showing tupac hologram and billy holiday and we're like what the fuck like first we were like holy shit this is a tupac con- like hologram like holy shit we have to go in there this is so fucking funny like it's so funny so we go in there, and they're like, so what's the deal with the Tupac hologram? Like, when is it? Like, oh, like, we show you, like, uh, 35 minutes of Billy Holiday, and then the last eight minutes are Tupac, and it's just his hologram from Coachella. They got it. 
to like I don't know how the technology works, but they got the Coachella two. So it's just his set. <laughs> it's just his set from Coachella. From Coachella. So me and Cam go in. We so we go in there. and We're like, dude, when like the last eight minutes is Tupac really, and we have to sit through thirty fucking minutes of Billy Holiday. No disrespect, but like I I don't have time for this shit, dude. Especially with Cam, who's like a hip hop kid. He's having fucking does not want a piece of this. We're like, how much is it? And they're like eighteen bucks. We're like, can we give you ten bucks a piece just to go and watch Tupac? Because I don't want to. You know, and he's like, yeah, I don't fucking care. Sure. <laughs> Fine. And because he was, oh, he was like, Tupac's about to go on in like five minutes, which saying that out loud is really funny. But so we give him a 10 bucks. We go in. There's like me, Cam, and like 10 70-year-old women. <laughs> They're like, whatever Billy Holiday sounds like, sitting there enjoying it. And it ends. And it's like the call room curtain, or the curtain comes down, and she takes her bows, and blah, blah, blah. There's not even a 10-second delay. And it's like, yeah, Coachella. These ladies cannot get up quick. Their hips are going to break if they get up too quick. They're there to see Billy Holiday. <laughs> so they're fucking slowly getting up from the fucking chairs. And Tupac starts doing his Coachella shit, his set. And they're trying to leave the theater, like, quickly. And he's like, fucking end this, end this. Like, going for it. Hardcore. And, like, plays, like, he plays fucking, um, uh, Ain't nothing but a gangster party. And it's like, ooh. And me and Cam are like, you know, we're probably day drunk. We're fucking already like in the, by ourselves. Probably day drunk. Come on. Come on. Yeah, I know. Probably, but we're like cheering in the middle of the row, like going nuts. And like these poor, poor old people are like still trying to leave. This, It's like, it, it, the point of the story is it's so black and white. <laughs> you know, it's like so yin and yang. Like the fact that they wouldn't even give you like a little bit of time to clear right. it. Like, it, it wasn't edited. It wasn't anything. Like, you could have brought your kid there. And I was like, yeah, beep. I'm like, whoa, dude. Which is awesome to me because I don't give a shit. But it, it, it is funny to think about, like, yo. <laughs> it's fine. Bring the kids. Expose them to words early. Yeah. Words don't mean shit. Thug life, little man. Thug, Thug life. life. Yeah, that's right. You got to teach them early or otherwise they'll be little bitches. Right. Mm-hmm. M-O-B. <laughs> But yeah, uh, that was interesting. But holograms, man. Who who would you want to see? As a hologram? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I, the real answer is probably no one. But if if it was like something dope, I mean, I want to say Queen. Nirvana. Yeah, Freddie Mercury would be pretty. Queen rad. would be great, right? Because he was such a character, anyways, that you can get away with a. Wouldn't be like he was so. He planned out his moves and his stage performance that it wouldn't be like a. It wouldn't look awkward, I don't think. It would be no, well. No. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else. Fucking Adam Lambert gets fired for a hologram. Get your bitch ass out of here. Adam Lambert's <laughs> a queen now. Right. Like, should have been. It should have been George Michael. But well, he died. he's dead too. I know. Well, after like it was 22 years, 20 years late, like, too late anyways. But what are you going to do? Oh, I'm trying to think who would be a, like a rad hologram. Metallica hmm. just gets Burton. Right, a base hologram and <laughs> displays all that era shit. That'd be dope. Oh, that'd be super fucked up if they brought back Burton as a hologram and brought back Dave Mustaine as a hologram, even though Dave's not dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, what do you mean I'm a hologram? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would suck. That'd be amazing. He's like, he's he's serving. Shots of whiskey at the Whiskey A Go Go, and his other his other him is on stage with Metallica somewhere. Uh, oh, that'd be ridiculous! Poor, poor Dave. 
Poor Dave. I love uh, Matt's. Like I said, Matt's wearing a Megadeth shirt. I love Megadeth. Poor Dave. Poor Dave. Plus, because Megadeth keeps continuing to make good metal albums, and Metallica continues to suck. I'm sorry. Their past few albums are like, oh, the the comeback. No, it's not. They're just not as bad as Load. Right. <laughs> well, St. Anger was worse than Load. Oh, no. Sorry. Sorry. You're, you are right. St. Anger was the, the worst pilot I should have ever heard in my life. But it's like, as far as like street cred goes, I give it a Megadeth, dog. Yeah. Even though I give musically to Megadeth, even though I don't want to hear Dave preach from the fucking stage anymore. Yeah. Last time I saw Megadeth, he was wearing a button-down white shirt and boot-cut light blue jeans. He looked like he looked like the store American Eagle. If you said, "What's the store American Eagle look like?" I would have pointed at a picture of Dave Mustaine in that outfit. He looked he looked so whack. <laughs> I don't know what happens. Like rock dudes make money, and like I guess with that, anyone... find God and <sighs> did he? Oh yeah, he he, he found he... God. Yeah, he's a born again Christian. Shut the fuck up. Are you serious? Yeah, he really preaches from the stage. Oh, that's so stupid. That's so stupid. He really he talked about it on stage. I haven't seen. Dude, I saw Megadeth at the House of Blues in two thousand twelve. Was the last time I saw him. But how long has it been since he's born again? He didn't say shit that night. Oh, according to this Loudwire article, I have a personal relationship with Christ, but I don't believe in religion. No, that's respectable, I guess. Okay, but there's other articles. It's like Dave Mustaine finds God. I don't. I don't know. Like. I, I, man, you know what? That's got to be some personal like peace shit, dude, because he's so anti-establishment, and, and obviously religion is a huge part of establishment and, and bullshit like that. Like, I guess when you hit a certain age and you've lived through all this shit, maybe someday you find like a little bit of hope like that. But Well, his, he also had that thing where his arm basically died. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And then Jesus fixed it. Right. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I read it on, uh, on AskJeeves.com. Yeah. <laughs> Dave Dave Mustaine's arm dies. Jesus brings it back to life. Yeah, that was in the National Enquirer. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> Do you guys remember? That? <laughs> See, there's the and now we drink episode. Eric's fucking on one. But yeah, they should definitely bring back more holograms of people that are just still alive that are feuding with their band. That'd be fucking hilarious, dude. Like, um, Abba should just be like. You can make us a hologram for five hundred million dollars because they turned down a billion dollars to reunite. Abba, Google it. They Abba turned down a billion dollars to reunite. Like Dancing Queen must be paying the bills so well still. Oh, Mama, I know it's true. Mama Mia is a movie and a play. Like they got fucking so much money that they're like, yeah, we're never getting back together. You pieces of shit, fucking money. I typed in Abba turns down and it. Auto completed with one billion dollars to reunite. I don't even need to re- keep googling, dude. I think it was for a tour and not a show. I think it's the technicality there, but still, like, man. Oh, they turned down a billion dollars in two thousand. Yeah. So they turned down a billion dollars eighteen fucking years ago. Oh, when it was worth more than yeah, two billion or billion dollars. Yeah, crazy, right? Hologram though, be like five hundred million. You can fucking hologram our ass. So you just gotta be shady about it and like get the rights to their image. Yeah, I'm gonna. St- oh man. Yeah, I don't know how to fucking do that. But yeah, <laughs> me neither. I I run a stupid podcast. Do you think I know how to make holograms? I'm trying to make holograms, man. Meth syndicate holograms. Yeah, hologram T-shirts. So it's like I'm actually shirtless, but don't tell anybody. Dude, you gotta get into like the weird LED fashion. Have you seen those like LED masks? <sighs> yeah, it's terrible. I, I hate EDM so much. I think it has to do with all that. It does, but you could just take it back. Be like, no, no, no. They're rock and roll now. Yeah, they're they're rock and roll now. What I'm trying to, 
See, I I have a, I get like headaches and stuff. I don't think I like any blinky lights. <laughs> I'm not into fucking blinky lights. <laughs> My brain sucks too much for that. But I saw a guy on Instagram the other day with, with a marshmallow head on. You ever heard of him? Yeah, Buzzfeed tried to, or not Buzzfeed, but I've been tricking. Bumble tried you're, to match you're me with him. Bumble tried to match me with him. They're like, "You want to be in Marshmallow's new new video? Swipe right." Is that his name? Yeah. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Dating app? You're trying to put me in videos? This, How LA is this? Right? You want to be famous while getting laid? Here you go. Well, I did swipe right. <laughs> of course you did, Marshmallow Man. I, I I saw like a video of him playing in front of like so many people. And I was like, how is this? How is Insane Clown Posse not okay? <laughs> but like a million people can be like, yeah, I like Marshmallow Head though. Hey, Buckethead was a thing for quite some time. I respect the fuck out of it. but it's just, He can play. Uh, that's what I'm saying. This guy's a D. De- I mean, I don't know how fucking DJing works. I'm sure there's talent involved in writing that music, but like, you're not playing guitar with a mask and a bucket on your head. You're having LED fucking Mickey Mouse head and marshmallow on your head. And I don't know. I don't want to old man myself and sound too old, but like, if you're that badass of a DJ, just fucking DJ. You know, like, I don't get the big. Well, I get the big pyrotechnics. Fucking Kiss did that shit. I love that, but like Marshmallow Head, I don't. Man, I don't know. I, I I'm just most like bitter old man. I think when it comes to EDM, I think I get triggered. Oh no, no, I get it. I don't want to have anything to do with it, but rock, I get rock, it. Rock is dying, and I'm terrified. <laughs> oh yeah, when rappers are wearing the same shirts as me because they look cool. Yeah, it's like. Uh, yeah, I so I love rock and metal and all that shit, but I, essentially I grew up a hardcore and punk kid, and, and Audio Slave was... A, yeah, I love Soundgarden, I love Rage, but Audio Slave was a band I would totally make fun of back in the day, because I was like, this is fucking so lame. And I found myself listening to that Audio Slave album the other day, and I'm like, oh god, like I gotta hold on to all the fucking rock and roll I can get, because shit is downhill from here, dude. And I like the uh, like a stone, that Audio Slave song, I was like, this is awesome. Like I feel bad for shitting on it so much. Well, and all our heroes keep ODing. Yeah, exactly. Mac or Miller killing themselves, or Mac Miller died today. You know who he is? So white white rapper, twenty six years old, funny motherfucker. Uh, yeah, OD'd today, man. Yeah, I saw Crazy. that pop up in my feed. I'm like, this is white rapper week. This is the Eminem, uh, Machine Gun Kelly week. Mac Miller just died. It, they come in threes, right? Vanilla Ice was on the fucking plane that had that got um quarantine, dude. This week, dude. The- this is white rapper week for. And then, yeah, four white rappers in the fucking news this week. Holy shit. Holy shit, white rapper week. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Hashtag white rapper week. Little Dicky was at the Pornhub Awards last night. Little Dicky's awesome. Oh, he is. You know that guy? I'd like to actually meet him, but I know his stuff. Sure, sure, sure. Oh, man, he's so funny. Dude, uh, speaking of the Pornhub Awards, I thankfully didn't go. Cause that, that was last night? Yeah. Where was that? Uh, downtown Tablasco. Belasco. I don't know if I've, I, I think I've been. It's one of the theaters. Mm-hmm. Porn Hub Awards. Yeah. So is it like highest voted videos on the website? I don't even really know. It's a new award show. Oh, it is. Okay. Kanye fucking West was there. Really? And like did art direction for it. For Pornhub. Yeah. That's They're doing a collaboration now. That's kind of awesome. It's kind of awesome, <laughs> but also kind of blowing my mind of like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, I, I think Kanye's a dude that looks at numbers only. And that's why I mean, like he took a picture with Trump. Everyone's like, what the fuck, dude? Are you kidding me? He was like, rich people just want to be around rich people is the bottom line. I think people are afraid to say that. And I'm not going to talk about politics on this podcast. But like, 
when you get to that level of richness, you want to be around that level of professionalism and richness. It's like the most fucked up shit. So when Pornhub is probably number three in the world as far as visited websites, it's got to be up there, dude. It's one or two. It so, might be more than Google. So he sees fucking numbers and he's like, I'm about it. Well, and I'm sure they threw a lot of money his way. Numbers. <laughs> Still <Yeah>. numbers. <laughs> 100%. And the thing about it is with Trump, no matter what your opinion is of the president, that controversy sells albums. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like he gives a shit. I don't know. I heard his new album a little bit, and I was just like, whatever. Oh, my God. Actually, as a merch producer, you will die at this shit. Kanye made Pornhub Award t-shirts. Dude, can I get one? They're like $80. Fucking dollars. I would buy. I would pay $85 for Kanye West Pornhub collab. I'm just kidding. I want to see it, though. Hold on. Uh, can we beer break real quick? Of course. Thanks. You didn't get one on deck? I didn't. I fucked up this time. We're back from another break. I refused to show Eric this until we were on air. Oh, so this is the Kanye West Pornhub. Is this an actual collab from last night? Yes. And that just went up on his website right now? Yep. All right, let's see this. Hold on, hold on. I got to get away from the mic. So get back on mic before you respond to this, Eric. Okay, it looks like clips from the game The Sims with porn stars on it. (laughs) Am I I blind? They're like poorly hand-drawn. Can you zoom in on... I'll see if I can get one to. They look, they look so fucking embarrassingly novice, and this is coming from me. <sighs> what is it? Most popular. Most popular female performer. Okay, so so it just says so it's you Google it if you're listening to this, but it's a, it's a long sleeve shirt like an olive green weird color, and it has the performer's name at the top in just regular type. And then a drawing of a porn star doing something kind of sexual, like the begin. Okay, look, go- Google the cover of uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, essentially, and it's just like weird paintings of. So this one is what's that girl's name? Kendra Su- Sunderland. And it has okay, Kendra Sunderland, and it has a picture drawn of this woman showing her titties, and then at the bottom it says "nicest tits" because she won, I guess, "nicest tits" last night. Is this on the way? Can we see a price on this? Or is seventy-five this- a, t- a shirt. It's seventy-five dollars for a long sleeve shirt. Yep. It looks like the fucking Sims with type over it. It looks like every company that tries to rip me off. It looks like what they make. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Fucking top text. Fucking stolen photo, bottom text. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dude, man. you should do knockoff ones. Oh, that's a good idea right now. You guys don't even know. You guys, when, this isn't gonna come out for a long time. A huh? couple weeks. Fucking, you wouldn't even know what hit you, Eric. Eric, best sex tape. Kim Kardashian oh, yeah. hand drawn like that. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a bad idea. Fucking stupidest, stupidest T-shirt award with a picture of that T-shirt on the T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> They, uh, oh man, those suck so bad. Seventy five dollars a head. Man, I, I might get on when we're done recording. I might, I may make a big deal of this on the internet. I don't know yet. <laughs> but that's a great idea. Doing a parody right now before anyone does it. Oh, fuck. Well, throw me some credit when you do it. Uh, of course I will. Of course. But girl on the bottom right looking like kid and play. That was the Kendra Sunderland one. With nicest tits. Yep. What? Hold on. What are the other categories for the shirt? We have Is a Bella so- Danger. Hold on, so that's only five shirts, right? Yeah, they only did five shirts. All right, let's hear them. Okay. We have Mia Makova, hottest female ass. Riley Reed, most popular female performer. Lena Paul, top big tit performer. Yeah. Abella Danger, splash zone, top squirting performer. That's one of the shirts? Yeah. 
Let me see. Can you pull that one up? <laughs> uh, the Squirt Zone shirt. Oh, man. So did they sell them? I don't get the collab. Did they sell them at the awards last night? Or this is they just, just like, announced them at the awards. I don't think that. I think they're going on Kanye's site. Oh, I get it. I get it. So last night they're like, "Hey, we're doing this." But Kanye performed. He directed part of it. What was it? Was live on Pornhub? Oh, there we go. Here's a. <laughs> Wait, there's already a knockoff. Oh my god, it's a bootleg on eBay right now for thirty-five dollars already, dude. That was fucking fast. You have no idea. I fucking I can't even with merch anymore. Now that everyone now that everyone's hip on t-shirts, man. Fucking a. <laughs> that sucks. It sucks so bad. But no one's doing parodies yet. No. I feel, oh, dude. Parodies happen. Pop culture parodies. Like I do a lot of outdated ones, but like ones that are in the moment are so fucking gnarly to keep up with. People are fast with that shit. Supposed to be more pictures. What the fuck? So you had a, like a, a lot of friends there, huh? Yeah, a bunch of people were there. A bunch of people were like, "Are you going?" I'm like, "No, I'm doing a fucking podcast." Are you, you're banned from award shows, right? No, no, I'm kidding. no, no. <laughs> I'm still fairly beloved in the industry, except for by a few people. A few people hate me. Whatever, Matt's just a good time. Fuck you if you can't handle it. Right? Yeah, dude. I, I feel like I get like um. I know a lot of like cool people, and so I'm like, oh. I know they think I'm like too goofy sometimes, and I'm like, dude, I don't give a fuck. I'm like, as long as I'm laughing, I don't care. Exactly. I, I only feel alive when I'm laughing and having a good time. Apparently, so, EasySupply.com is down. Dude, that many fucking idiots are out there buying that dumbass big tits T-shirt that the website crashed. Really? <laughs> I fucking hate everything. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I do for a living. I was in such a good mood. <laughs> I'm sorry I brought this up. No, no, no. It is. It's, it's on Esquire. It's super interesting. Those shirts blow, dude. There's Riley. Where's the where's the squirting one? God damn it. I want that squirting one. I don't know fucking anything about porno. <laughs> I don't know shit, dude. You, you, you interview those people. know a lot of them. I fucking... I'm a keywords guy. Not an actress, dude. If you catch my drift. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I totally get it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm too. I'm too lazy. I'm not gonna put fucking three minutes of effort into thirty seconds of video. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I have to know who. Of course, no. I'm just busting chops. But um, there we go. On Kanye's fucking Twitter, she's not even squirting in the. Uh, nope. Taking a shower? What's she doing? I can't even. I don't know. I don't even know. She's just standing there naked in a, in a fucking bathroom. These shirts are dumb. And Yeezy supplies still down. Uh, apparently <laughs> apparently Kanye just draws like this all the time uh, <laughs> porn of awards set in 6918 <sighs> what the fuck capitalism is, is, has reached a new level dude there's some gnarly shit going on what's that what are we looking at pictures of this is Kanye's Twitter he's just taking pictures of the toiletry what's going on plastic toiletries I, this is really his Twitter yeah Dude, what the fuck, man? I mean, 28 million people are seeing this. See, you know what's crazy? Okay, if I had that much money and like that, that many albums and like was Kanye West, I'd probably post some stupid shit on my Twitter too. I, so fucking Fred Durris posts car- wooden caravans on his Instagram all day. It's hilarious. I love it. I mean, both of us don't have nearly that many followers and we both post, post fairly stupid shit all the time. That's, that is true. That is true. But Not quite that there's some surreal. Sort of, but- there's some sort of context. But what I'm saying is, 
<clears throat> when you post a picture of plastic plates with no context because you're Kanye West and you can do whatever the fuck you want, the fucking weird thing is the amount of people that like it and comment on it. Because it's bullshit. It really is. But the people, like, do you think Kanye West is going to be like, oh, fucking Adrian 23336Missouri5 fucking liked my plate picture? How many? 3.6 thousand like that. 331 retweets. It, we are literally talking about a picture oh, of th- rubber gloves. Yeah, just like a uh, yellow dish gloves. 3,100 retweets? Thir- uh, 331. Oh, 331. Still, not bad. 331 people retweeted that. Yeah, like, oh, Kanye's going to be like, yo, he's going to check out my mixtape because that one time I shared his fucking yellow r- rubber gloves on Twitter, man. I got this. I got this. There's 92 comments. I want to I wanna see what the comments are on this. You get them, Yeezy. Yellow gloves. <laughs> Some of them are actually kind of funny. Sunny <laughs> Delight re- responded with what? Oh, the actual company Sunny Delight. I thought that was someone's. I was like, that's no, no, like name. the actual Sunny Delight, dude. It, oh, man, it's so. If anyone out there owns a uh, or works for a major uh, soft drink or snack brand that needs a Twitter handle guy, I got you. It's like the new thing right now is hiring a funny guy to do like your uh, Twitter for Sunny Delight and fucking like. There was one the other day that was like Jimmy's seafood. Oh my god, that was amazing! <laughs> Them trolling Peta like next time I go, and they're like viral now because of that. Man, it's crazy how fucking that works. They ship crab cakes across the country. I'm about to buy some crab cakes just because to support. See what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, it's fucking crazy, man. Right? I did that stupid face-off shoes thing the other day. I know it has like nothing to do with anything, but like just something as little as that that catches attention. Like it's the internet's nuts like that, man. Dude, you gotta find Nicolas Cage and give him a pair. Dude, Nicolas Cage is anti-social medium, so I can't find him on there. I did, I saw him at Guns N' Roses at the Troubadour a few years back, which was sick. But John Travolta, I have a friend that's friends with a mutual friend. I know that sounds so fucking corny, but it's actually fact. And he sent them to her to show him. And I don't know. I mean, he's a weird Scientologist up the street, anyways. But that face, the face-off shirt, uh, shoes got so much traction. That me and my friend owns a company called Rucking Foughton. We put out a face-off shirt together, and it got so much traction that they were like, shut it down, and they cease and desist us for face-off. The movie Face-Off, dude. Universal Studios shut us down. Aw. That's bullshit. No, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's not like I was going to continue to make face-off merch. It was like more or less a stunt, you know what I'm saying? So the fact that it ended sweet like that. But if you guys want one, hit me up in private. Slide in those DMs. Hey, guess what? I am IMDb Pro. Here's Nicholas Cage's uh, representation. No way. Dude, I will say... Hold on, I can't say this, but we'll talk about that off air. I'm going to email Nicholas Cage's representation and be like, you want a pair of shoes with your fucking face on them, dog? You got it. Yeah. You know, I showed Rebecca National Treasure and National Treasure 2 the other day. She'd never seen them. Those are some good-ass movies. You've seen them? I have not. Exactly. That's why I can see your face right now. It's because you haven't seen them. Just like Josie and the Pussycats, Matt, sit down and watch National Treasure. Disney's National Treasure with Nicolas Cage. It is a fucking great movie. I will check it out. It's a great movie. Just because I trust you, I'll check it out. Yeah. It's not funny. (laughs) It's just like a good adventure movie. It was like Indiana Jones-esque. As long as it's not Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. No. What a a piece of shit that was. (sighs) I'm sure my audience has heard me rant about this too many times. There is no reason for these horrible cash grabs. No, 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 no. There isn't. Um, a friend of mine went to the... Well, Predator is coming out. It just premiered last night. 
I'm some mixed reviews. I, oh, really? I haven't seen any of the reviews. My friend wore the my. I made a really stupid Predator T-shirt, and he wore it to the premiere last night. Um, but Predator, I'm not too worried about because it, it's it's kind of been all over the place with the, as a franchise. Well, but and we, also Shane Black wrote this, and Shane Black punched up the original Predator script. Oh yeah, true. So it, yeah, it's doing it justice I potentially. Guess. And I I love a lot of the shit Shane Black has done in recent years. Did you ever see the Nice Guys? The Nice Guys is so good. Ryan, uh, fucking, um, what's his name? The one women masturbate to. Yeah. Hold on. Um, Colin Farrell, right? Uh, no, Ryan Gosling and uh, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Um, I am back, yeah. <laughs> Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. That movie is awesome. I've seen it like three times. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is one of my favorite movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that in forever. Nice, nice guys. I didn't realize it was the same dude. Yeah, because I, I kind of watched that because I love Ryan Gosling. I think he's. I mean, I like Drive. I like fucking Place Beyond the Pines. Like I like his serious weirdo movies. You know. You ever seen Lars and the Real Girl? I have. I like that too. It was interesting. You know, he does for for such a hunk. He does some really cool choice movies, and I gotta hand it to him for that. So I watched the Nice Guys, and like, it's so funny that he's so fucking wasted. He can't get hurt. At one point, you know, like there's like the theory, like if you're drunk in a car and you get in an accident, you won't get hurt because you don't tense up. But if you are, you'll get hurt. Right. He gets so fucked up at the party scene. He keeps getting fucked up and he like, refuses to get hurt because his body like won't allow it. Just bounces down the hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, that movie is awesome. Russell Crowe's a fucking man, too. He's like, a, you could tell he's a motherfucker in real life. Oh, I can imagine. Oh, he, I can tell that guy would be like, he'd take one look at me and be like, fuck you, man. <laughs> and I respect that about him. <laughs> you got to make a Russell Crowe shirt now. Oh, man, just as a, like, Russell Crowe, put the crow paint on him from the movie The Crow. <gasps> oh, that'd be amazing. It's done. It's done. <laughs> done. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Not even the bird. Brendan Lee's crow. Yeah, just crow makeup. Yep. That's it. <sighs> you got to have, like, Maybe some funny one of the quotes from the crow under it. Yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to go through both the crow. Or I'd have to go through Russell Crowe's movies. A Ropper Stomper shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would go over well. No, not so much. <laughs> Russell Crowe playing a racist skinhead. Yeah, not so much. Yeah, if anyone hasn't seen Ru- uh, Ropper Stomper, it's uh, Russell Crowe's old. He's obviously not a fucking skinhead. It's a it's a movie, but uh, an Australian skinhead. It's, yeah, it's super racist Australian skinhead. Yeah, before there was American History X, there was Romper Stomper. That's all I'm gonna. Say. I own a copy of it. Me too, on VHS actually. I have it on DVD. <laughs> I got it on 4K. <laughs> 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 I want to see that racism in HD, baby, as clear as possible. Russell right, bro. Thank God. Pulling up the boots, son. Pulling up the laces. Oh, this is getting risky. Might have to cut this part. <laughs> Skinhead, skinhead, shut it out. <laughs> skinhead, skinhead. So the, the, the directors and, and writers of that movie, they didn't want to give any props to uh, oi bands or punk, like racist punk oi bands, uh, obviously, but they wanted it to be a very authentic film. So they started a band called The Boot Boys and they wrote the soundtrack themselves and performed. So all those songs in that movie is just them tongue in cheek making their fake version of racist music. And the worst part about it is like, Real racist skinhead bands started playing pulling up the boots. Yeah, and they like, you know, like anything, like the even the oh man, people are just fucking stupid. But yeah, they they were they were so good at it that those songs became like classic fucking 
racist toy song. I know, it's so fucked up. It is. That's what a weird thing to think about. Like, I made a parody so good. It became real. Yeah. Fucking Christ, man. Wow. I I never thought about it like that, but it is weird. That is super fucking weird. Mm. And unfortunately, there's going to be a a fucking clip out there of you and I sitting and pulling up the boots. No, there won't. So it's just going to isolate it. Not until you get that YouTube channel. (laughs) 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 Hey, not on. So fucked. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that movie is great. <laughs> so what Russell Crowe shirt could you put together? It's just got to be the, oh, man. Do you know, speaking of the crow, do you know there's four or five of those movies? You know, yeah, there's Ed, Crow, Ed, City of Angels, there's... Edward Furlong ended up being the crow. Towards Really? The end. Yeah, dude. Yeah, uh, Edward Furlong from Detroit Rock City and Terminator 2 and American History X. Right back to it. Uh, That's like the six degrees, what, seven degrees, Kevin Bacon. Whatever that fucking book was. Oh, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of a good uh good quote to put with that shirt. Yeah. Ooh, victims aren't we all? Hmm. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I so I recently did a podcast. I was just telling you about a weird horror horror podcast called yeah. uh, Video Vampires. My friend Jess. Um but we watched the crow. That's uh, not a horror movie. I know, well, it's 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 horror and dark. It, they're gotcha, just, gotcha. they're movie geeks or whatever. And they were like, "Oh, Eric loves to make fun of like new metal-y stuff and blah blah blah." And like, I fucking wear a crow soundtrack shirt all the time. I love the shit. But we recently did it, and that 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 was the first. That was the director's first movie ever. And prior to that, he did music videos. And now, when I rewatch the crow, I'm like, "Oh, that makes so much sense because it looks like a glorified music video." That movie is a fucking glorified music video. Oh yeah, like the part with where, acting in between songs, like when uh, Thrill Kill Colts on stage during like in the club scene. It's like, yeah. wow, they're really like framed the, my life with the Thrill Kill Cult yeah. really well. Yeah. So here's my hot take: the crow's just a fucking glorified music video. <laughs> it's a snuff music video. Yeah, because uh, you know who. That- <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why you don't let music video directors direct their first movie. Yeah, people die. That's right. That's right. You got kicked in the chest with a bullet. <laughs> oh, poor Brandon Lee. Poor Brandon Lee. Imagine your your dad's Bruce Lee, and you finally get in a fucking movie, and your dad dies in his last film. And you get your first film, and you fucking. It wasn't die. his first film. It wasn't. Uh, like I'm, I'm a double fun. impact. I want to say or, uh. that's what that's a that's what something sounds like something one of your friends directed. <laughs> Brandon Lee also, he did, he had like one other film before The Crow. No. Oh. Actually, he had a couple of films before The Crow. All right, well, tell me the names of them, and I'll see if I feel bad about not knowing. Crime Killer? No, don't feel bad. Uncredited on that. <laughs> oh, my God, I can't believe I didn't know that, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, this is not by, by the Thankfully, Matt's not even on IMDb. He's, uh, no, he's on IMDb Pro right now. No, I'm on Wikipedia at the ah, moment. Ah, fuck up. <laughs> Legacy of Rage. You guys have heard of that. <laughs> laser Mission. Oh, he wasn't Laser Mission, wasn't he, Matt? Man, I'm sorry. I'm such a poser. I didn't know fucking Brandon Lee was in Laser Mission. Showdown in Little Tokyo. <laughs> Big Trouble. Little what? Rapid Fire. Rapid Fire was the one I was thinking of. That one actually What's had. That? Rapid Fire actually had uh, some mainstream press. What year? 92. Okay. And then The Crow. And The Crow. And according to Wikipedia, shot and killed as a result of negligence during filming. Yeah, that shit was fucked, man. They all came together, though, because they were fans of the comic book initially. 
And that's why, like, Brandon Lee and, and the guy who directed it did that. I don't know. Man, that shit's so fucked. Yeah, Alex Proyas. Holy fuck, look at that dude. Is that the guy that directed The Crow? That's the guy who directed The Crow. Yeah, there he is. What's his credits? <laughs> I'm sure this is awesome. Oh, he has music video credits. The Cure. Kiss the Dirt in Excess. Mm. Holy shit, he directed Don't Dream It's Over, Crowded House. Oh, wow. That's uh, iconic. Uh, hey now, hey now, don't. Uh, bring bring the down the moon. Boy meets girl. Mysteries of love. Alphaville. So he was all about the new romantic shit. Yeah, Alphaville sang forever young. Right. Yeah. When we dance, sting. Hmm. Never heard of sting. No, I'm just kidding. When we dance. Yeah. See, did- so I never read the crow. Com- I mean, I don't want to touch too much on the crow because I literally did this weird podcast about it, but I didn't know. Growing up, the crow just kind of came out as a movie, and the soundtrack was so dope. That we were like we that had, that was one of the best dude, '90s soundtracks. Fucking big, like Stone Temple Pilots, Big Empty alone was like, man, I want this. It was before the album even dropped. I think they like, yeah, no, Big Empty and Big Empty was definitely the best track on their second album. Yeah, no question. Um, but anyway, so that shit came out, but I didn't know about the comic book really till recently. But I guess in the comic book, it had references to the Cure and like. Maybe not my life with the thrill kill cult, but like all that same type of shit. So when they designed the the movie and the soundtrack, it was actually crafted perfectly. And I had no, I figured it was a mixed bag of bullshit, you know. Crow Two soundtrack though, Hole covers Gold Dust Woman by Fleetwood Mac, and it's one of the best covers I've ever heard. And I'm not a covers dude, and I'm openly will talk shit about music if I don't feel it. It's fucking bomb, dude. Check out Hole's cover of Gold Dust Woman. She's got that little Courtney Love twang to it. It's super sick and it's heavy. I will definitely have to check that out. Mm-hmm. I ignored all the sequels. I have not seen a single one of them. I didn't see them, no, but the soundtrack had like White Zombie, Deftones, and Hole, so I had to buy it at my age. So Yeah. No, 96. 96, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's pretty solid. Yeah. Oh, the original soundtrack, because I was in middle school when that came out. Do you know the Rage Against the Machine song, uh, Responsible for Genocide, was going to be on the debut. It, was a, it got cut from the debut album. And when they put out, because that album came out in 93, the soundtrack came out around the same time. So that first self-titled album with the guy burning, they cut that song. I forget what it's called. You can just look it up on the Crow soundtrack. Um, but yeah, that was supposed to be on the debut album. They cut it. Then the, the guys, whoever did the soundtrack or the record label was like, do you want to be on the soundtrack? And they gave them the extra song that they fucking cut. Well, that, that soundtrack also had Pantera doing the badge. By Poison Idea. Poison Idea is a punk band from Portland, Oregon. And Pantera does a cover of the song called The Badge. It's about being a cop. And it, it has a bunch of clips from the taxi driver in it. It's one of the coolest fucking hardest songs ever. That solo, too. Yeah, every song on there is like, okay, the Cure song's heavy. Nine Inch Nails covering Joy Division. Right. It's so dope, dude. They played that at fucking Woodstock 94. Man, that's huge. The Cure's burn like that's one of the heaviest songs the Cure's ever done. Yeah. Uh, Machines of Love and Grace. Yep. STP doing Big Empty, which is huge. And the scene, the scene that that's in in the movie is just also phenomenal. Yeah, and you got to say this was like the number one song at the time too. That shit was like on fire. It was huge deal, huge deal. Violent Femmes, Color Me Once is awesome. Okay. Ding ding. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Rollins Band doing Ghost Rider, but which is a cover of. The band Suicide. Really? There was a band called Suicide, which is when punk was coming out in like early new wave before they had the shit together. There was a lot of people just experimenting <clears throat> with that type of music. And, and Suicide was a punk techno band, but probably from the late 70s, early 80s. 
and that is it actually Ghost Rider is a fuck you wouldn't even recognize I'm the sure the, the the original's way different. Oh yeah, but um yeah, that's actually a cover of um of a suicide song. Which is it's a lot of covers on this album, you wouldn't realize it. Yeah, no, I didn't realize anything was a cover in this when I first started. Yeah. Hell, even like the Jesus and the Mary Chain Snake Driver is a great song. Mm-hmm. It's one of those albums you can really I mean, I was never a fan of the It Can't Rain All the Time, but Yeah. There's a little light compared to everything else on the album. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. That band rips. What else is uh, my life with the thrill kill cult after the flesh, oh, yeah. which is in super nerding out in those days in like the mid nineties. I used to go to a place where we used to like pay to land game to what? You no, know, like network gaming. Okay, but, like it was called LAN Arena. So all that you'd rent time on PCs and be able to like play local area network games. Oh, so you go to like a like a cafe, right? Like a yeah, it was it was just a, it was like a cafe where just all you did was play. I remember there, there was one next to a pizza spot in my hometown. Yeah. And when we played Quake, I would play After the Flesh on repeat. Sick. To fucking, what year was that? Like 94, 95. Fucking most 94, 95 shit I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. it's like, I'm going to go play Quake. And when I go home, I'm going to play Mist. <laughs> I'm going to go to a cafe, <laughs> hang out with my friends, smoke Marlboro Reds, yep. and listen to After the Flesh while I play Quake. Or Duke Nukem 3D. Fucking Duke Nukem 3D, man. I don't know if we glorify it because we were young, and I think everyone does that at our age. But man, it was pretty cool. Like I don't know, like some of my dad age would be like, "Oh, we used to throw baseball cards against the wall and pick them up and keep them and go bowling and go to the drive-in." And I'm like, "It doesn't sound that dope." Like I get understand you're reminiscing. It doesn't sound that cool to me. But the '90s, I'm like, everything about that sounds the best. <laughs> <laughs> Just so much degenerate youth shit. But yeah, you know, hanging out in coffee houses and just smoking cigarettes and drinking coffee and going to fucking land places and playing video games with friends because you couldn't do it on the internet in those days. I know, I know. Dude, you know what? I love. I still love going to the mall. That's such a '90s thing. I still love it. I think it might. I think I get too hot in LA sometimes, and I'm like, you know what? The mall. I'm gonna get a lemonade. I'm gonna go to Journeys. <laughs> get a hot dog on a stick. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna be a piece. I think. It's engraved in me. I'm from the South Shore, Massachusetts. I think I'll never be able to shed, shed that little little piece of me. Like, I still want to go to Fridays. I still want to go to Pizza Uno. I live in the best city, and I have a good palate, and I spend money on really nice things in restaurants, but, like, there's still, like, a piece of me that just wants to have a fucking $2 margarita and eat a blooming onion, motherfucker. Like, it's in my blood, dude. Yeah, hey, occasionally I'm right there with you. Occasionally I'm just like... Here yeah. and there. Not, it's not a constant urge, no. but I feel it in me. Yeah, occasionally I, the, I hear <laughs> the trash has to crawl to the you know, claw its way to the surface. <laughs> if I if I hear that, I want my baby back song. My ears start wiggling a little bit. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Chili. Yeah, I'm like, oh, shut up, everyone, shut up. I want to get to hear this. <laughs> I've never. I, I don't think I've ever had baby back ribs from Chili's. I haven't either. No, I don't. Is Who that like, Chili's for ribs? See, that's what I'm saying. But someone in the South Shore of Massachusetts would. <laughs> you know. I could like hear that all day and then be like, man, there's like 80 of the world's most renowned rib places around me or any fucking food for that matter. But that little South Shore, Massachusetts piece of me was like, man, go get that blooming. They have Jack Daniels sauce on their burger. Fries, <laughs> piece of shit. Go eat it. <laughs> That's right. We flavor our meat with shit whiskey. <laughs> and I want it. It's fucked, man. It's so fucked. But. Whatever you got to shake certain things. You can't. You can't shed it all. You, know, you can certainly. You can certainly try. 
Ready, beer break. <laughs> <laughs> so we pause for beer and shit ribs. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, sorry. Yeah, we, me and Matt took like a uh, like a ten minute break behind between that, and he told me one of the craziest stories I've ever heard. But I can't say anything. <laughs> I know. I, <laughs> He's looking at me like, "Don't!" I just told you not to say anything. I know. I don't believe me. The, I've alluded to that story a couple times on air, but I, it's it's like the great lost podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we were so we were talking about shitty chain food. I know, and then I told this amazing story off air. I don't care the fuck about shitty chain food anymore. He told me a really good story about getting punched one time. That's all. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> I, I must admit that I am probably one of the few podcasters that has ever been assaulted by a guest. So the a guy in my chair <laughs> punched you in the face. Yep. Wow, man! You know you got a good podcast when you get fucking assaulted, right? Yeah, imagine being bored at a, at a podcast. At least, you, at least something you know. At least I'm that inflammatory at times. Exactly. That's good. That's good. I can cite violence. That's it. That's it right there. Oh, I gotta move this forward. What day is it? Friday. It's Friday. Friday. What do you get going on this weekend? Well, I just had a girl text me out of the blue, so that's cool. Really? Yeah. Look at that, huh? This is li- it's not live, but when you hear it, maybe Matt got late a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully Matt got laid a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Who knows? Hopefully I'm alive when you hear this. You and me both. Yeah. So that's always interesting. If I die tonight, you have to put this out or no? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. still going out. Okay. I give you permission. I appreciate it. Dad Eric says it's okay. Well, what's fucked up is like by the time this airs, I will have gone to Columbia and possibly died. So you might be dead. I might be dead. Leave, so, leave me a key so I can edit it and do you justice. I'll get, I'm taking over for now. And now we drink if Matt dies in Columbia. He leaves in. What seven days? Yeah, seven days. If you die, can I can I take this over? Yeah, there you heard it first. LB Meth Syndicate Radio. No, keep no. We'll honor you. You will honor you. But I'm gonna move into your sweet ass apartment. <laughs> My roommate's just like what? I'm like he said it was okay. He's like no. He said doing the podcast was okay. You fucking dumb idiot. Hey, I'll be dead. Take over. Whatever. Yeah, I'll be like cool. I don't know. You can have my movie collection too. See, Josie and the Pussycats on 4K. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If you keep watching that on repeat, Rebecca might get kind of jealous. No, she belongs in that movie, dude. She needs to be in that band. Speaking of which, Rebecca's doing music now. Yeah, so my girlfriend Rebecca is a phenomenal singer. Um, she doesn't talk about it too much. or she, I mean, she has a private Instagram. She doesn't do too, too much crazy shit on there, but she's a fucking great singer, and she's always wanted to do it. And we're out here, and you know, we have a lot of cool people around us, so I'm like, just fucking do it then. There's a million reasons to not do something. But there's only one to do it. So I'm just like, you can sit around and fucking tell me you don't have time. But like, you're sitting around telling me you don't have time. That sounds like me and working out. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's different. That, that's physically exhausting. But um, yeah, she just recorded with her friend. They, they did like a weird, gothy 50s type of song. It's really good. I, I, I helped her write it. Nice. Oh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. But that'll be out soon. Her Instagram is Rebecca underscore something underscore something. Yeah, why did you change it from Rebecca Undead? I don't fucking know. She's she was sick of it. I don't know. Branding. I know. Well, it's supposed to be Rebecca Deville because she has two different color hair now, like Quella Deville. But she's always had two different color hair as long as I've known her. You've known her, yeah. I don't know. I think she was sick. I think she doesn't want like people to be like, "What are you a vampire?" You know what I'm saying? She is a goth chick, but like, she's not overly corny with the spooky shit. So I think she's worried she's going to get pinpointed into the like the spooky girl category, and I don't think she necessarily wants that. But yeah, she, but but she is. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, the thing with Rebecca Deville is like I know a porn star, porn star Anna Deville, and I'm like, when I saw Deville pop up, I'm like, wait, a minute, that's oh, not Anna. Oh, see, I'm gonna tell her that tonight. You'll probably see it change. I'll be like, dude, just so you know. What should be like, Rebecca? See, I got nothing. Chicken wings. <laughs> Rebecca chicken wings. Yeah, Rebecca chicken wings. Only if she's a rapper, she has to be like a Dirty South rapper for that one to work. Yeah, that's true. Speaking of which, I went to Prince's Hot Chicken in Nashville one time. You ever been there? I have not. Have you ever heard of it? Yes. Yeah, it's like the the hoodest, most spicy chicken in the world. I'm only mentioning this because it came up in my time hop from four years ago. And, uh, oh, man, it made my butt hurt more than any other food has ever made my butt hurt. Have you been to Holland Rays? Yeah, and, and it's pretty close, but it's not as close. It's, it's, it's fucking pretty close. As far as every, I've had a million hot chickens out here. Dave's fucking blah blah blah. Gus's, or... yeah. I've had I've had the stands on Hollywood Boulevard. I've tried them all. I'm on the hunt. I had the best one first. That's like the worst thing you can do. The hunt ends right there. So my whole life now out here is like looking for Prince's Hot Chicken in Nashville, Tennessee. Looking for Nashville hot chicken in L.A. After I was just in Nashville eating it, and it doesn't even. This shit was almost inedible, which I want. <laughs> you know, it's that hot. My butt. It felt like a penny was falling off of my fucking butthole, dude. That's just blood. It was it probably was, dude. That was the coppery smell. That was just blood. It was brutal. The fucking front sign said Princess Hot Chicken, and it had a huge banner. It said Steve Harvey 2009 Hoodie Awards right <laughs> on it. And I was like, dude, I'm eating here. There was a security guard at Princess Hot Chicken, dude. There's fucking a guy with a gun at the chicken spot, man. During the day or at night? Daytime. Oh, shit. Like... 2 p.m. <laughs> yeah. If there's armed security during the day, you know you're in the hood. Oh, man. And, and you know what? We didn't even seek it out. It was next to our hotel, which I was like, ooh. <laughs> That's always a good sign. Yeah. But yeah. what were you doing in Nashville? So when we moved out to L.A., we our transmission broke in Nashville, Tennessee. From so Massachusetts, going down, we stopped in Kentucky to visit Rebecca's father. Oh, okay. And then like, we went to Nashville. Yeah. I'm like. That's <laughs> it's really not the best route. No, we went out of the way to go to Kentucky, and then we stopped down at Nashville, and when we got in there, our transmission just completely went in the middle of a fucking rainstorm. We went to Third Man Records to see like Jack White's like, store, leaving, and it broke, and uh, we took it to the place to be like, oh, it's a quick fix or whatever, and they're like, no, you need a new transmission. Oh, like, shit. Uh, all, like, your car's not driving unless you get a new transmission. It was like... I said, dude, I didn't, I don't come from money. I don't come from anything, dude. I worked at a record store and saved up like two grand to move out here. And fucking three days into the trip, there goes my two grand. We we were lucky enough to have a lot of awesome friends donate to like a GoFundMe and bullshit like that. But um, that car was fucking toast. Like we bought a new car since we've been here and everything. But uh, Wait, we, you guys have a car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't have a license. <laughs> I'm like, I've never seen you drive. No, no, no. So I, I pay for a car. <laughs> but but it's usually my girlfriend now drives me to the post office and to do podcasts and go to the comedy store and et cetera. Oh, it's a good thing this podcast is just down the street from I you. I know. I know. It's very convenient. Plus, Uber in LA is super cheap, man. Oh, I know. Uber, I went to Boston. So Uber here, like if I want to go to West Hollywood, it's like 10 bucks. If I want to go down the street, four or five bucks. And if you're going to WeHo, it'll cost you more to park if you did drive. That's fucking facts. It really is. So, and you you're not risking your life. I mean, you're always risking your life in a car, but whatever. Um, but when I went home to Boston, I went from like Alston to Harvard or Alston to Back Bay or whatever, and it was like thirty dollars. And I'm like, it's fucking two and a half miles. But it's because it's laid out differently. There's diff- There's got to be different prices in different cities. 
Definitely. And it's also based on how many drivers are on the road. Yeah. So I guess there's so many people out here that it's just like cheap and easy. You don't need a fucking license in LA, really. Because no one leaves this area. No, no one leaves their I'm, neighborhood. I'm spending 12 bucks max no matter what direction I'm going. Yeah, it's like, I'm only going as far east as maybe Silver Lake. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> and maybe as far west as WeHo. The Rainbow Room, and that's the cutoff. Yeah, it's like... Wait, you go to the Rainbow. What's, what's west of the Rainbow? Beverly Hills? <sighs> Not happening. Right? Not happening. I took my girlfriend there for birthday dinner once a year birthday dinner i saw david spade eating alone there too sad ass i took my girlfriend out to dinner last week in beverly hills and like rodeo drive you know fucking big night out spent a fucking way too much money on a goddamn dinner thinking we're the shit and david spade just walks in like casual ass like by himself lonely getting a dinner i'm like this is what david spade does on a depressed night by himself and this is like my big my big dinner for the year Hey, just think. There are other people in America. That would be a month's salary. I know, man. This is why I want to go to TJ Fridays and get that Jack Daniels burger. <laughs> TJ Fridays isn't even all that cheap anymore. It, I know. But I will tell you, it isn't all that cheap anymore. But we, So we went up. My buddy booked shows in Ventura, which is north of here. I'm very terrible with California's uh, geography. I'm not good at it. But I know Ventura's north of here. And my friend books punk and hardcore shows out there in, in Ventura. And he booked the insane clown posse, and this is the this is like the real homie, like that, like one of my close close friends. And I'm like, I can't believe. I was like, Can I come? Like, can I get every VIP thing you got? Like, can I come make this a fucking spectacle without embarrassing you or ruining your your show? And it's like, of course. So we went up there and we live streamed it. We made a whole fucking spectacle, throwing fago at people and having a good time. But on the way up, there was the TJI Fridays, and I must say, we had two beers and an entree apiece. We got the bill, and it was like $25. And I think I've lived in L.A. for just long enough that I don't realize I'm getting fucked every single day. Um, so when we stepped out of the box and got dinner, I was like, damn, like that's like some coffees, man. Like, Dude, right before we did this podcast, I literally got 18 wings and a whiskey for $32. <sighs> man. Do you think that's a good price? It's a price. It's, a, it's, yeah, it's not a good price. No, I used to go to 10-cent wing nights in Massachusetts. I, I, I fucking won trivia at, an all, at a wing night one time, and I won Blues Traveler tickets. Speaking of fucking <laughs> trivia. Speaking of fucking trivia. Yeah. Uh, have you been to Elbow Room over on Cuenca? Yeah, Steve works there. The bouncer, yeah. Steve, has been nothing but polite to me and my girlfriend since we moved here. I love Steve. I love Steve. And Elbow Room, the food is bomb. The pizza is bomb. The, the drinks are reasonably priced. Like It's like 3 or $4.00 fucking beers which might sound expensive to some people but it's very for here it's amazing very cheap and on monday nights they have 20 inch pies for ten dollars 20 inch for 10 yeah that's a good monday yeah yeah so tuesday night starting september 11th they have a trivia night we got to get a team together i don't want to do anything on september 11th i can't leave my house (laughs) you're not getting on a fucking plane you're gonna go play trivia blocks from your apartment you don't know these days a plane could hit help Uh, bringing in the 9-11 jokes. Ah. But, yeah, sorry. I can't shake that date, man. My, 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 Where were you on 9-11? I was, I was a freshman in high school, and I, I went to a vocational school, and I took architecture and drafting. And it happened, and my, my, my Republican, like, 
crazy teacher who I still, he's still friends with me on Facebook to this day. He was like, Oh, that's it. Like America's under attack. Say goodnight. Like pretty much like fucking here it is, baby. <laughs> Holy shit. And, and I was like, dude, there was no internet. There was no smartphones. I couldn't Google whatever. We went down to the library and watched the news, like on the fucking rent a TV. And I was like, you know what? If, cause then it was like, Oh, the Pentagon got hit and all this shit too. I'm like, if we're really under attack, I'm fucking in Massachusetts. I'm on the East Coast. I'm very close to what happened. The fucking plane came from Boston. Right. So Boston, the word Boston's in the news, too. Everyone's in panic. I'm like, I'm not going to fucking die in school. This is stupid. I was always like a little shitty fucking bastard the same way I am now. I grabbed my skateboard, and I went to the skate park. And I skated for the rest of the afternoon. I skipped school and went to the skate park. That's what I did on 9-11. Because I'd rather die skateboarding than listen to my fucking dumb teacher complaining in school <laughs> very punk rock and you know what? i didn't even get in trouble because it was 9-11 right anything <laughs> goes on 9-11 really you gotta get away with anything on that day i mean if they start the purge they should do it on 9-11 that's true you know what i was saying the other day they've had like four purge movies now and now there's the usa show i think they're 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 literally um what's the word i'm looking for desensitizing us to the idea of that so one day they're like oh remember those movies guys Historical documents. You want to try it out? <laughs> you know, for real though. Right. Like, and everyone would be like, "Oh, shit, probably not the worst idea." To sensitize them, everything shit's gonna get weird, man. I'm glad I'm not like ten years old right now. I, everyone wants to be younger. I'm stoked. I'm older. I could deal with being a little younger, just because dating in your thirties in this town sucks. <laughs> sure, my knees hurt. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, my knees hurt. My back hurts. <laughs> though, amazingly, I don't know why. Well. I mean, I have an idea why. But I get a lot less hangovers now than I did in my 20s. Oh, not me. Oh, my life is miserable now. I, oh God. It's just like... I feel like I just drink better whiskey now, so... I know, I know. I, I fucking... My, my, like... I can uh, I can hold my booze. I don't get shitty. But, like, I feel sloppier faster the older I get. So I drink piss beer, which makes me fatter, because it has less alcohol. And I can drink, like, a million of them. But if I find, my, like, people are like, why don't you switch over to, to fucking tequila sodas or, or vodka sodas? And, like, you're on a diet. And I'm like, because I'll drink them as fast as I drink a beer. Do you want me on 12 Coors Lights or 12 vodka sodas? And the problem with carbonation and hard liquor is the carbonation's like, I'm going to be absorbed into your bloodstream. And the alcohol's like, yeah, I'm going with them. Oh, really? It makes it worse? Well, that's why beer hits you sometimes quicker is because really? of carbonation. I didn't. Can listen to that, guys. Alcohol science with Matt Slayer. They, there's a sister podcast right there. See, if you could do a little chart, if you had the video going, you were just so pushing me towards video, aren't you? I'm. I love the internet. I think I, I like. I'm the dude. That, I know all these people that have these like really cool things going. My mind doesn't stop. I'm like, you should do this and this and this. I'm like, tell me to go fuck myself if I deserve it. But like, I I like I look at things like when I moved in my apartment. Like I looked at this empty space and was just like envisioning like do, 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 like all this shit like my mind does not stop and i think that's why i annoy some people <laughs> as i said 100 i'd love to do video i don't feel it's in my technical capabilities at the moment sure to produce a professional show like sure well yeah i mean you got to start you know from the ground too and like definitely work it up but like even like little yeah i don't know because i'm because i can't edit i can't do that shit so it's easy for me to just say do it do it do it fucking do it Ah, one of these days I will. Yeah. In do the meantime, you're just stuck with my radio voice. Special episode. Do Halloween. Well, I'll have everyone have your favorite guest come over in costume and live stream it. Well, actually, Halloween's gonna be happening at a strip club. Do it there. 
Okay. <laughs> but live stream it onto the make a page. Maybe we'll do that. Anything. Even live podcasts on that day would be fun, but the visuals would be so funny. Oh, yeah. No, because we will be most likely broadcasting from Spearmint Rhinos Dames and Games downtown Yeah. on Halloween. You, sh- you should get, get Now We Drink super huge and famous, and then you can do a Now We Smoke, and Now We Do Heroin together. <laughs> and Now We Abuse Opiates. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it's a Kanye West shirt. Uh, 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 we just have to have one other person who just stays, like, babysits the podcast. Like, yeah. oh, Eric's on his lean at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of beer breaks, you have drool breaks. Oh, Eric's taking a quick drool break. We'll, he's drooling everywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, with enough drinking, we can get there, too. That, that You know what? That's fact. I can feel my stupid fucking speech slurring. Don't worry. There's not much more time. You can slam two more beers before we wrap. It's fine. It's fine. My brain never goes away. It's just my physical motor skills are like, uh, you son of a bitch. Occasionally, my brain just pumps out diarrhea when I've had a little too much. I think I'm already. I think my shit's so fried now. It's just like pretty stagnant. Just like, what do you think mine would be? <laughs> Fuck. I don't know, man. Um, what else do you? <laughs> what else do we talk about? Probably should have told the story where I was at on 9-11. Oh, yeah. That's a great fucking story. Where, yeah. So I feel rude for not asking back. It's okay. Where, Matt, where were you on 9-11? I was furiously masturbating. No, I'm, I actually probably was in the morning, but <laughs> I was unemployed at the time. And this is how old school it was. I had run a network cable into my bed and had my laptop in bed with me. Really? Because no Wi-Fi. I don't Oh, yeah, you're right. In 2001, yeah. Yeah, so I was like... In 3001. I had network cables <laughs> across my apartment into my bedroom. Oh, my God, dude. And I wake up to AOL Instant Messenger going, bling, 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 bling. Like, one of my buddies is, like, messaging me. Crazy. And he's like, dude, they bombed the World Trade Center. I'm like... You're like, yeah, Notorious B.I.G. already talked about it. I know. Well, no, in my mind... That's I'm what like, I thought. <laughs> in my mind, I was, like, so half awake. I'm like... That happened in 93, dude. Exactly. What are you talking about? Exactly. So, no, turn on the TV. So, I, without trying to roll out of bed, I tried to turn on CNN.com. Couldn't get into CNN.com because too much traffic. Yep. Roll my ass out to the living room, see what's going on. I'm like, holy shit. I had a phone interview scheduled with Southwest Airlines. Wow. Amazingly, they called and rescheduled. Really? <laughs> yeah, I was actually really amazed. Yeah, like, you know what? Today's fine. Low-key day. How are you doing, Matt? Wow. That's fucked up. <laughs> Look, is everyone okay on their end? On your end? They're like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're okay. We just don't know what's going on. I'm like, okay, cool. After my phone interview like, got rescheduled, walked my ass to the bar, and I sat in a bar just underage drinking in a bar for all of 9-11. Really? Yep. I didn't drink till I was 21, so I missed out on all that fun Really? Shit. As a, like a shitty punk kid? Or are you just saying that because your parents might hear this? My parents. <laughs> my parents know a lot worse shit than that. No, I was, I was, I was into the uh, Boston hardcore straight edge scene. And uh, we were all like weird straight edge kids till I was 21. And then I was like, oh, I'm way too sad of a human being for this. Here right. we go. Alcohol has made it through all the ages for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the best worst thing ever and the worst best thing. No, it's just the best thing. I would agree. I, I, right now, we're here in, we're in decent health. <laughs> right? It's easy to say that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I am, not, I am nowhere near my rock bottom. 
it is it is our favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, it's not like it's not one of those nights where like I have puke in my hair and I'm waking up to, next to someone where I'm like, yeah. why did I do this? Yeah, I never throw up or anything really. Do you? It happens. It, uh, I okay. Here's the thing. I went to I went to the Stranger Things uh, had a free consideration party at um, Hollywood Forever a couple weeks ago, and we got. We got to go, and it was like open bar, free food, etc., which is fine. But you know me. I drink a ton of beers. We got there, and my, my buddy had a bottle of wine. He's like, let's drink this bottle of wine. I'm like, okay, drink the wine. We get there, open bar, smashing beers, smashing beers, smashing beers. Then we're ripping cigarettes, which, you know, I don't smoke like crazy like I used to. And then I go back home with my neighbor. We go out to the bar again, and then we get back, and he's like, he's... My neighbor is the shit, dude. He's like, they're both like TV writers, voiceover people. They're awesome fucking people. Um, but they they do not drink beer. They're like actual ass, like what adults. He drinks like bourbon and like, you know, he'll have like a, he'll have like a, uh, what's it called? A nerogi. Um, is that the right word? Uh, pierogi? Or, no, no. That's, no, that's, that's a, a Polish. That's a food. Uh, Negronis. <laughs> Negroni, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll have like drinks like that, like cordial drinks and i don't you know i'm still a fucking little kid drinking piss beer you always have good fucking booze over here so i'm leaving you out of this but <laughs> anyways we get back and he's like oh like you want to you want to fucking scotch on the rocks and i'm fucking on one i'm like yeah and slam it it's like as my nightcap after a heavy day of drinking all this wine and beer and shit and i fucking got this bit i, I ripped another cigarette and like went in to take a piss in my bathroom and it's like broke out in the sweats and was like oh fuck like here it comes here it comes. But I rarely puke. But when I mix like that, man, it's, I mean, everyone knows that's what's going to happen. But it's hard when you're drinking. Too. Oh, yeah. No, I've definitely been there. Yeah, like, oh, it's going to get me fucked up. I'll drink it. <laughs> the worst place I probably ever puked. I puked on an international flight. You did? Yeah. In your seat or did you make it to the bathroom? Oh, I made it to the bathroom. Okay. I was flying to London from Atlanta wow. on, on Virgin Atlantic. And I was in the, not the upper class, but their premium economy. So it's free booze. Oh, yeah. Those motherfuckers, because they're British Airlines, only have scotch, and I hate scotch. Yeah, that's Scottish whiskey, right? Yeah. So I'm such a fucking poser with booze. But no. yeah, I understand. Yeah, okay. I don't like the smoky, peaty taste. What, so what's your whiskey of choice? Bourbon. And that's Tennessee? Or Kentucky? Uh, there's a bit more to it than that. It is. <laughs> See, I'm a poser. <laughs> has to be at least 51% corn, aged for a minimum of three years, has to be at minimum 80 proof to be a to bourbon. be considered bourbon really okay yep. minimum 80 proof yep okay so that's 40 percent alcohol yeah one bottled got it so i do a scotch i'm like nope i still don't like scotch so i moved to red wine and they're bringing me like these little they're not mini bottles but they're like half half bottles of they fucking ub40'd your ass yeah <laughs> <laughs> they totally did so i drink a lot of red wine because they just—it's free and they just keep bringing it. Yeah, who wouldn't on and, an international flight, dude? How like fourteen hours? How uh, it was about eight. Okay, okay, from Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah from yeah. the East Coast. So. Oh yeah, you're right. You oh, was going back to the East Coast. Yeah, I was with Atlanta to London. Got so. It. Yep. And I, I heart Virgin Atlantic. They still believe in hiring very attractive stewardesses. <laughs> I like it too. I like the rap song to tell you how to buckle, buckle up. It's great. Yeah, so it's very hot. <laughs> we keep we keep avoiding the mic to do that. I'm just letting it rip from now on. Very very attractive British women keep asking me if I want more booze, mm -hmm. which is my weakness. Attractive women asking me if I want to drink more. 
means I want to drink more. Yeah. I pass out on the flight. I come to near like 45 minutes towards landing, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to puke. Oh, you got the warm saliva shit? Yeah. Oh, it's the worst. Like, mm-hmm. So I, I thankfully I'm the only person in my premium economy row. Oh, really? Yep. You had a balling ass flight home. Oh, it was there. I was going to London. Oh, to London. So you puked before you even, you puked before you even made it to vacation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 you know, make it to the bathroom, puke. Just there was no solids. It was all just red wine that came up. I've been but, there. I've been there. You could see it. Oh my god, it's the worst. It's just like and that, that was after you napped, right? Yeah. Fucking A, your body couldn't just handle it while you're asleep? I've been there. Oh, I drank a lot. <laughs> I know. I always feel like when I wake up and throw up, I'm like, you couldn't have just fucking handled it while I was asleep. It's yeah. like they were waiting for yeah, you to wake I'm, up. Well, it was one of those things like the urge to puke is what woke me up. Yeah. So luckily they didn't like Jimi Hendrix your ass or something. I was sitting upright. It's fine. No, I know. But it's funny. Like I would always wake up every time if I had a puke. It's just funny that people back then were probably so fucking doped up. Yeah, that their bodies were like, ah, just well, let it happen. Muscle relax and whatever, just do. Yeah, and then you fucking old faithful your face and die. <laughs> uh, like a member of Def Leppard. <laughs> you lose an arm from drinking too many fucking bottles of red wine. Uh, if I was going to lose an arm, that's probably how it was going to go. <laughs> Diabetes from too many fucking, too many red wines. Either oh. that or just. Too much furious masturbation. The arm just comes right off. Imagine them. Just a, like an action figure. With those. Yeah, like the, the socket for the He-Man. Yeah, exactly. I wish they made action figures that didn't have sculpted arms back then. Just doughy, shitty arms like mine. That would have been that would have been better. It wouldn't have given me the body issues I have now. I know. All I grew up with was... I guess I had Ghostbusters action figures. I was like... I identified with Ray Stan's action figure. <laughs> <laughs> I identify with the Ray action figure. Whatever. Holy shit. But Eric, it is about that time. We're going to call it last call. I love it. I love it. So Wait. where can the audience find you on all the social medias and all that fun shit? All right. Well, uh, Meth Syndicate, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, email. That's it. No one else is dumb enough to have their company named Meth Syndicate, which is kind of the reason I named it that. Because uh, I don't have to explain shit. I can just say the word. You can Google it, that word, and it will pop up. It's great. Me and Matt are going to continue to drink after this, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah we are. Yeah, we are. Yeah, and we're going to talk about shit that isn't good to air. Maybe for episode three, we'll talk about the, uh, we'll finally admit all the shit we talk about off the air. Probably not. Probably not. Maybe the video before then. <laughs> but as always, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt F and Slayer on Facebook. Matt Slayer on Snapchat. You can find the podcast at And Now We Drink on Twitter. And Now We Drink underscore on Instagram. www.andnowwedrink.com. New episodes every Thursday at noon Pacific. You already fucking know that. You're here. Do us a solid. Rate us five stars. Tell your friends. Subscribe. Scream it from the fucking rooftops. Wear a sandwich sign. I don't give a fuck. Just tell people about the goddamn show. And until next time, I still haven't developed a good sign off. So later. <laughs>